Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. What a busy day yesterday was. What a busy day. I'll tell you why it was a busy day. Because for the first time in God knows ages, I managed to get three things done. Which is very unusual. Very First of all, I had a bill to pay at, uh, at Joe Allen's because I have an account there. So I have to pay the bill every month. So I, I did that. Then I had to send a birthday card to my uh, youngest goddaughter. I think is 15. It doesn't seem possible. It really doesn't. And, uh, and then what else? Happened? Oh, yes. I then send off all my receipts for the VAT and stuff like that. And I managed to get it all done. And I went home and I thought, oh, great. What do I do now? <laughs> got no idea except today I've got to file VAT which is okay it's 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 a, a thing that's doable but it's the first time I've ever actually managed to to get three things done I was telling Rachel Gerrish I said I'm useless at stuff like that that's why I, it's like I can't do cars I know that petrol goes in one end and and I know that you know that air goes in the tires and that's about it anything else it's a complete and utter mystery on the programme this morning, no mystery. Yes, she turned up on television yesterday. The usual bunch of twaddle from uh, poor old Gemma Collins, the three-year-old who's mass, uh, sort of uh, managed to morph herself into the body of a 38-year-old now. All a bit embarrassing. The loose women, brown-nosing, the worst I've ever seen. I mean, seriously, not one person mentioned the fact that she's never actually managed to complete anything she's ever done. Never done anything at all. There was never any way that she was going to win the programme. There was never any way. She said, I only went into it so I could lose weight, so I could have a baby. But then she starts mentioning some injection that they're going to be giving her. I hope not on the NHS. I really hope that we're not paying for that. If she wants to lose weight and have a baby, then you do it the proper way, dear. Not something... Where's this injection coming from? Where is it coming from? Why has nobody investigated that in the papers for today? But uh, she's also having a skin peel. Well, there'll be enough to cover the seats of an army Land Rover, I should imagine. Plus my car and a few others besides. Dreadful, really. Uh, also, apparently, we still haven't got the love sausages in Marks and Spencer. Today, I'm told. Today, I'm told love sausages arrive. So I'll be there early. So I shall be in there and I will buy a couple of love sausages. I'm, just, I'm, I'm quite looking for... I bet I'm going to be disappointed. Somebody said to me, they're going to be in there on Tuesday. And so today is the 12th. I don't know, perhaps a sell-by. I don't know what sell-by date on sausages is. All I know is they've screwed up completely, like Waitrose did some years ago when they got the um, the uh, the sort of the Christmas pudding with the melting bit in the middle of it uh, from uh, Mr Blumenthal, and they didn't... They, they underestimated, which, of course, means that whoever underestimated should be fired immediately. They're obviously an idiot. Obviously an idiot. Because if you can't work out that if you do advertising for something, the public are going to want it. In the case of the love sausage, if Marks and Spencer's run out, they'll be closing more stores because people will just be deserting them. They haven't realised, have they? Why is it that we can see something that they cannot see? It's very embarrassing. Oh, the hit uh, TV show for the kids is going to return 35 years on. Yep, it's five to five. It's Crackerjack. They're going to bring it back with Mark and um, somebody. Can't remember what their names are now. Uh, also, the US TV host hasn't washed his hands in years. Liar. Liar. Of course you washed your hands. If you've sat in a bath or stood under a shower, your hands have been washed. What are you, dumb or something? How did you get that job? Please, God, tell me you're, you're just sort of doing it because you're desperate for publicity. What does he say? Here we go. And my 2019 resolution is to say things on air that I say off air. I don't think I've washed my hands for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> really, I don't. I, I don't really wash my Someone hands. Someone help me! No, oh, help no. I, I inoculate myself. Uh, it's just not germs oh, are not yeah, a real true. thing. I can't see them, 
Therefore, they're not real. So you're becoming immune to all of the, all the exactly. bacteria. Exactly. I can't get sick. Why would you want to sit next to him? Dirty boy. Dirty boy. That's Fox News for you. And then the women. Oh, I can't believe you said that. I can't believe this. <laughs> Honestly, the whole thing is just a farce. If he's had a bath or a shower, surely you put soap on your hands and you wash your body. That's how it works. You know, otherwise you can't wash all your bits and pieces, can you? So he's obviously lying. Perhaps he's a bit simple. Perhaps he's a bit simple. I mean, the word is stupid in my camp, but there you go. Uh, 84850, Steve at LBC. Shell says, uh, I finally watched Chrisley Knows Best. Oh, this is this campy, campy bloke, isn't it? Yes, I mean, (laughs) yes, this was the one that we got confused about as well. We don't know who he is. He's just some over-effeminate American who has kids and all the rest of it. But, I mean, as I say, I've known lots of campy, campy people who turn out to be heterosexual. But in this particular one... uh, Shell says, I don't think it's possible the kids were... Oh, sorry. That's bad news, isn't it? Two sneezes. And we're not even ten minutes into the programme. What's going on? hope I've not picked up anything. Some infection. Maybe from yesterday, after we finished the programme. I bet you've got germs. You have got germs. Your parents' water's been turned off, hasn't it? We know that. They've turned off the water. You know why? They don't want you anymore. He's going home, bless him, the Scottish one. He managed to get a discount on a, on a flight. I think he's sitting with the rear gunner and uh, looking after the outside toilets. And, uh, and so he's flying back home to Aberdeen. Unfortunately, the week he's going, and his parents have known about it for ages, they're not there. But they've left a message for him. Feed the dogs. Well, how long before you get there are they leaving? Are they waiting till they think he's landed now and then getting in the car and your mother's gone full pelt down the road? You... You arrive the Friday at 5pm and they leave on the, fr- they leave on the Friday at 3pm. They really hate him. They're trying to do it subtly. They're trying to be sort of good about it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, we're going away. Uh, where to? I haven't told him. They're just going away. <laughs> Dundee. <laughs> That's right. I mean, really. What did you do as a child that made them hate you so much? I mean, could you not have put your hand up and said, could somebody adopt me? That'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? You know. Oh. It's, I mean, I think it's quite sweet, actually, that your parents have actually said, we're actually going away, and they, um, and they want you to feed the dogs. To each other, I should imagine. Because that's the only way you're going to get around it. I mean, fancy doing that. I mean, what if you say, I'm really sorry, I've got to work that weekend. You'll have to find somebody else to look after the dogs. What are they going to do? And also, if they're only going to Dundee, it's not that far. Can't they take the dogs with them? Make it a lot easier. Probably just cancel. Well, make them cancel. Go on, make them cancel the trip. So I've got some news. I've been to the doctor. You know, try that one. That always works well for me. <laughs> I was saying to him ages ago, I said, they don't really like you. In fact, actually, their, their food bill halved when he left. So they, they, they were quite grateful that he wasn't there, weren't they? Do they have names, your, your, your parents? Are they, you know, we just call them Ma and Pa. Is it, you know, do you have a name for them? No. He doesn't have a name for them. Do you know their names? Do you know who they are? Mr. and Mrs. Downrods only knows them by their surname. I knew people, I told you, who called their parents by their Christian names. I thought that was the rudest thing ever. I would never, ever call my parents by their Christian names. That, I mean, that just sound, sounds wrong to me. But anyway, bless his heart, he, he wanted to share that news with us this morning. <sighs> like we care. Seriously, I could not care less. <laughs> uh, Steve says, just to reassure you, I'm listening. Everybody's listening this morning. But the, just going back to the Chrisley Knows Best programme, the man is the personification, says Shell, of camp. The American programmes are really entertaining. He's really odd. 
He's really, really odd. It is the oddest programme I've ever seen. I thought he was just some sort of queen who'd appeared on television. But now he has a wife and they've got children. And, and I'm not really sure if he's one of those, you know, a bit sort of Gemma Collins, a bit just peculiar. Chris says, what's the fuss about Marks and Spencer's love sausage? They're in stock on the shelves in Chesterfield. No, they weren't. Liar. Pants on fire. Uh, also, uh, birthdays, President Lincoln, Jenny Faulkner. Uh, and Stephen Potter's bar is 59. Is it Jenny Faulkner's birthday? Good Lord. Well, there you go. So, and President Lincoln. One's dead, one isn't. And uh, Lorna says, I was accepted to the Spikers group yesterday. I feel like I've arrived. <laughs> That's quite funny, isn't it, really? I feel like I've finally arrived. I was like that yesterday. I was like that yesterday when I was sort of uh, doing all my little bits and pieces. And when I actually put my mind to it, if I, if I, if I sort of push myself, I can do it. And so, in fact, I did get off the bus early and then I walked round round the corner to Joe Allen's and paid the bill because I tried to do it on Sunday morning but I couldn't do it because I was ready at quarter past seven and they didn't open till half past eight so that didn't happen but I had the money in an envelope I'm a good boy and uh, done my bits so today I've got to do the VAT and what else I got to do today I should be hunting out the sausage hunting out the sausage and I'm speaking to one of my friends who does a lot of building in this building, he's one of those contractors who comes in. He said, and what's the thing the rules asked me for? He said, make more space, make more space. And we were laughing yesterday. I said, because I've got so many lights out here. It's like being on a sunbed. And for some reason, he said, oh, I can't do sunbeds or I've, I've never done sunbeds. And I thought, well, I don't do sunbeds either, because if you're um, if, if you're diabetic, you can't do sunbeds. And I can't remember what it is, but I remember standing under one and your skin goes all prickly, like sort of, ugh. I had to get out. And I was in the, one of the ones that rotates around your body. And I cannot remember why, why diabetics and sunbeds do not go together. And uh, Robin, says Warren, has asked if you could mention Calabro. They started their UK tour yesterday. Love Calabro. Love Calabro. Good for them. Good for them. They'll do very well, actually. Very well. And uh, Gloria says hello, says Warren. They raised thousands for the Karen Keating Foundation. Oh, that's nice. And uh, l- would have loved you to be there. But uh, I said you were otherwise engaged. I did see the pictures. I did see the pictures. Very nice, Warren. Very nice indeed. And uh, what was the other one I got as well? Oh, I got one from um, Will Will Guy. who's up at quarter past four in the morning. Why is he up at quarter past four in the morning? <laughs> of course, he's got it. Yeah, but there's two of them, isn't there? I mean, hasn't he? D- he's obviously under the thumb. He's obviously under the thumb. You know, you, you need to sort of say, no, I'm so. I did like that picture. Did you see the picture of James O'Brien sitting in a window as if he was about to throw himself out? Did you not see that one? Oh, that was very good. That was in the, um, it was in, I think, the New York Times or something like that. Did you not see it? Oh, seriously. I mean, I think they, they gave him spray hair as well. It's a, it's a good picture, actually. It's very, I don't know why he was there, but it's a good picture. Will Guyatt says, several years back, I'd still be awake from the night before for the 4am spike. These days, the mornings start earlier, so thankful that many people are as awake as me. Well, I didn't say they were as awake as you. <laughs> but have you seen the picture of Joe Bryan? It's a good picture, though, isn't it? Is it because they've sprayed his hair? I know, I didn't want to say that because he doesn't, doesn't have a lot of hair. And also, they obviously bought him a new jumper because I've never seen that jumper before in my life. All the trousers, to be honest with you. And obviously, I mean, I think that was probably a series of... Did you see the picture on the news desk of the the news desk's Christmas party 2018? There's a picture out there uh, of a few of them, which is quite... Callum's up again. This is two mornings running. Are you sure it's him, or do you think it's one of these looky-likes? 
I did see the picture of you and Judge Rinder Warren. Yes, I did. Your new best... What's the matter with you this morning? Listen. Is it... Who? Oh, O'Brien. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a very good picture. I, I mean, I thought it was a very good picture. Didn't you think it was a good picture? I thought it was very good. But uh, I, I like the... Uh... Oh, there we are. Callum's printed it for me. They've, they've... That's a new jump. I bet he got a jumper and a shirt out of it. But it's, it's a very good picture. Because he generally doesn't look at all. It generally looks like Stigger the Dump. A bit like Callum. <laughs> Warren says, what's wrong with a Scottish boy? Parents have deserted him. Parents have deserted him. It's, it's going to be a subject for, well, probably a court case, I should imagine. Because he's, he's, he's going back. Every so often he, he, he writes to them and goes, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm coming back home. And they, they immediately book a holiday, fast as they can. They've never spent so much money. God, he's coming home. Quick, quick, move out. And so, and, and so his mother then sent him a thing going, oh, that's lovely. Unfortunately, you arrive back at five. We leave at three. And can you look after the dogs? So uh, that's why. So we've had that moaning this morning. It's always something. Honestly, it's always me, 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 isn't it? It's dreadful, isn't it? Why it can't be about me? I've got no idea. And uh, Richard from Aylesbury. He says, enjoy your love sausage. Thank you very much indeed. It hasn't reached Scotland. I don't think it'll reach Aberdeen. You have to take food out. Do you think your parents have left food for you in the in in the fridge? Marks and Spencers. This is the. Oh, you don't have waiter. Yeah, it's a it's a heart shaped sausage. Heart shaped sausage. I'm trying to explain this to him. It's a bit slow. Heart da da da. Heart shape sausage, and you fry it both sides. Okay, it's in the shape of a heart because it's valentine's day and nothing says i love you more on valentine's day than a love sausage but look what i got look what i got from chock and chock i got my my breakfast in chocolate yeah interested now aren't we this has got two mushrooms toast bacon beans and a fried egg but it's all chocolate and all for me da, 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 da. i can't eat it but i'm taking it home i'm taking it home yeah and it's nice and it says here Chocolate for breakfast. And it's uh, lovely. And it had Valentine's note on it, but it didn't say who it's from. It just says, for Valentine's Day, with love. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry? (laughs) You don't think it's Susanna Reid again, do you? It can't be. Not after the other thing. It's very clever. I've never seen anything like this. It's very nice. You're not having it. There you go. You have to go and buy your own. Buy your own Easter eggs. (laughs) Sitting there. He was such a pain the other day. Oh. God, honestly. It's like working with somebody who's definitely got something the matter with them. Oh, Steve, I've, I've put water in the studio. Is there anything else you need in there? I mean, really, we had all of that yesterday. It was like sort of the real crawly... Cra- and he has to come and sit next to you. Um, I, shall I print off some more stuff on this thing? It's, it's a bit... And so you feel like saying, go away! Go away now! Stay far and far away! I did say to go, well, it finally worked. I was very busy. I was very busy. I was doing interesting things. I was watching Bait Car from America. Have you ever seen Bait Car? It's fab. It's a car that the film crew, the programme, have set up. They have control over it. So you get, they leave the car door a little bit open, the key's in the lock, and you get people in certain parts of America, like most of America, who will get in the car. Now, inside the car is a little camera, which is watching us. They're all going, yeah, we've got the car, we've got the car. And they put on some music and they do all this kind of stuff. And they let them go down the road and then they shut the engine off. So they're all sudden going... What's the, what's the matter with it? And he goes, the engine's broken. And then they go, they try to get out and it locks the doors. So they can't get out of the doors either. So they try and kick the windows out. The next thing is, get out of the car with your hands up. And they're face down on the floor because they're thieves. 
They're th- one of them, he lied. He lied. He said, oh, I'm ju- I was just moving the car. No, you weren't, you toe rag, you were thieving it. And the other one, my favourite one, you know backpacks? This is the backpack lent against a lamppost on the corner of a street. Unfortunately, it's got um, uh, metal rope attached to it, whatever, hawser or something like that. But they can't see that. So what they do is they walk past, then they pick up the bag, then they put it in their shoulders, and then some bloke appears who's with the film crew going, stop, thief, stop, thief, and they run. But unfortunately, the moment it gets to the length of the hawser that is attached to the bag, it pulls them to the ground. Oh, my God, what a bunch of thieves. What a bunch of thieves. Really good stuff. Uh, Steve, I'm addicted to that YouTube video of that big choir in America doing Africa by... They do that to start with. And then they do, and it sounds like rain, sort of. And uh, that's down to me as well. Who is that? You? Yeah, it's good. It's so good. And they do, they also do. Baba, nobody cares about you. Baba yato yato. They've got and someone. Hintule. This woman. She's so good on it. It's really good. Anyway, nice to be company this morning. Tuesday morning in London town. Not as um, it is as cold actually. It is as cold. Jeremy Thorpe was married with children too. Says Pablo. Yeah. Yeah, but this one in America is as camp as the Queen. I mean, seriously, you look at him, and as most people have pointed out, you're sure they're his children. Yep, apparently so. What the purpose of the programme is, I've got no idea. But I watched, you know, the pioneer woman, she does the cooking. They had a family bereavement. Her mother-in-law died. She'd had cancer for a couple of years. And they, they went through the whole thing with us. They tarted up. They've got their own little cemetery. They really, I mean, they, I love them. I, the family, the kids are growing up like there's, like, no tomorrow. Uh, see, Steve, I've seen a picture of the O'Brien chap staring into a mirror with him staring back. Is he over his stalking with you, Faze? He is actually, yes. He is actually, yes. He, he, he went through a phase of, of stalking and uh, becoming a little bit uncomfortable. I didn't want to make a big deal about it because he's at that age. And uh, and so I just sort of go along with it go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ulrika says the image of unwanted, unwashed Fox News host Pete Hegseth created the desperate urge in me to clean my screen. Yeah. I mean, the trouble is, Gary, he has to have washed his hands if he's had a bath or a shower. And I don't know anybody who does not have a bath or a shower. And you use... I did it this morning. You cover your hands with sort of soap and then you rub it over your body and uh, paying close attention to your knees. Because nobody ever bothers with their knees, do they? You only do down to the bits. You don't do your knees. Does anybody do their knees? Nobody, Nobody does knees. I don't know why. For some reason, men, not women, have an inability to do their legs. Whereas this morning, I was down, I tell you, and I I did my legs because I suddenly realised nobody does legs anymore. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Chris says, it's a heart-shaped sausage with bacon wrapped round it, having seen them yesterday. You've seen the pictures in the papers. They're not in the shops till today. Goodness sake, honestly. Maybe the poor Scottish one could sue his parents for, for being born. Popularly, says Amanda. Yeah, they did that the other day. Somebody in India wanted to sue his parents for he didn't ask to be born. I mean, pfft. I mean, people like that, they're mad, aren't they, really? Ask Scottish boy to take you some Rowies back for you. A North... E- Sorry? I know how to pronounce it. I'm part Scottish. Rowies back for you. A North East Scotland delicacy. Nice warmed with a wee bit of, wee bit of cheese, says Brian. Sounds ghastly. What are they? They're hot. Like that. Nothing worse. He's he's laying claim to everything that's Scottish today. Uh, Gary's listening to me whilst eating delicious extra mature cheese and onion on toast. 
onion on toast. I'm not sure about that. And um, and Gem Gem says Marks are doing a Valentine's card with a chocolate heart, a square of what looks like gold leaf. You can eat gold leaf. I went to an Indian restaurant in Beaconsfield once, and they did the curry with gold leaf over the top of it. But it's so thin. Do you know that an inch, an inch of um, of gold, you can hammer out to be the size of a football pitch. There you go. Uh, have you heard of, black st- of, a, of a Blackstone cage? Yes, Stephen London, thank you. And Mike in Finchley, he says, I complained to somebody of various symptoms and was recommended to get screened for diabetes. I'm very nervous. What does having diabetes even mean? Can I even eat my heart-shaped sausage? I think you can, actually. You'll know if you're diabetic. I'll tell you now. Very easy. First of all, I mean, the most common one is you wee for the country. I mean, a lot. Not just... Once a night, but you, it could be four or five times a night. Every hour you could wake up. That, that's generally the most thing. You can go and get a... In fact, the best thing to do, just go to the doctor. They'll do a simple blood test and they'll let you know immediately, immediately, that, that somebody's diabetic. It's as simple as that. And then, um, and then you embark... Well, it depends how bad you are, really. It depends, you know, if you're just mild, it might just be tablet. If it's not, it could be injections, uh, which you do yourself. I know, sounds horrible, doesn't it? But uh, and then sometimes it gets to the fact you're doing tablets and and injections at the same time. Uh, Mark says it's rumoured you launched Mr. O'Brien's career. I think he picked up a lot of advice from me. I think he picked up a lot of advice. I mean, I kind of got him into the because he was he was doing light ent. And and I said to him, I said, you should you should sort of talk politics, you know, because you had a good education. And, and and he said, oh, do you think that'll work? I said, yeah, absolutely. You should leave the light end to me, because I do light end. And you should do the um, the other bit. And so that's the way it worked out. Up until then, it was, you know, we were sort of we were sort of cross-pollinating. Wasn't as, uh, wasn't as good as it had been. Oh, Gemma Collins turned up yesterday. She turned up on Loose Women and droned on in her usual nasy little three-year-old voice about, you know, she only went on there to lose weight so she could have baby and all this kind of stuff. It's just, I think she makes it up on the, on the, on the spur of the moment. You know, and then people go, oh, Gemma Collins is here. And you go, she's, I mean, seriously, there's something to matter with her. She's not normal. She's never managed to complete any programmes. She's been a disaster at absolutely everything because she is a disaster at absolutely everything. I've got a lovely bit to read you from one of the TV critics today, Ali Ross, which kind of, kind of says it all, really. Kind of says it all. Also, the Sun have stolen 10 cars in moments using gadgets that are totally legal. Uh, and also some bloke who had a gadget on the front of his car, which upset police radar. And uh, and the police pulled him over. He's, he's a bit thick. He's a bit thick. That's all I could tell you. In fact, he's, he's very, very thick. And, and they, they, they pointed out politely to him. They said, terribly sorry, but this gadget that you fitted on the front of your car is illegal. And he says, is it? He knew what it was, of course. He knew, he, he knew exactly what it was. And so they've uh, they find him, I think about one and a half thousand quid. Oh, the other bit I forgot to mention: they've sent him to prison for three months. <laughs> there you go. That'll teach him. Perhaps he'll lose some weight there. Uh, also, the model rail fan and his wife, who sat on a burglar, he was hanging about trying to uh, trying to nick his uh, train set. That didn't go down very well. So his wife uh, and this this man sat on him. He said, I've, "I've fought off lots of people." He said, "This one was no different, as far as I'm concerned." Wayne Rooney's facing a lonely Valentine's Day. No, he won't. He'll just go out and have a few drinks and pick up somebody in a. Hello, oh, darling. I don't know how he sounds actually. I've never heard his voice. But uh, Colleen has uh, gone off on a holiday. That's all she does. She goes off on holiday. Have you noticed the last time he he faffed around? She went off on holiday again. 
So uh, that's all they do. Um, apparently, she's forgiven him. Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. How stupid. How stupid. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. You need to see the YouTube footage of people stealing push bikes that are chained up and the front wheels come off. I, l- I love the bait car. And when they sit, they go, I think this is a bait car. You're so stupid, aren't you? And, uh, and they all go to prison, which is great. Still to come, Gemma loses appeal on LBC. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Apparently, we had the love sausage in the Swindon store since last Friday. Well, you must be the only ones in the entire world because nobody else has got it yet. Uh, Steve, you can pay your Joe Allen's bill online. I don't want to. I don't want to pay it online. Mind your own business. I want to pay it the way I want to pay it. Have you seen the bait bike, says Lee, that they chain to a fence at the top of the hill? Inevitably, when the thief takes it, he cycles off as fast as he can downhill until it reaches the end of the cable, which throws him 30 foot into the air. Yes, I would have thought there was actually a very good case for suing on that one, actually. But the, uh, no, they're very good. But the, the, the bait cars are brilliant. It's so good because these people get in the car and they can't believe their luck that they've actually managed to nick a 4 by 4 until the thing starts slowing down. And they say, see, what I wanted was the ones in South Africa where you push a little button and it, and it, um, it, it, it locks all the doors and the windows and then pumps poisonous gas in, which is always very funny, isn't it? Because you get a lot of that car hijacking. Anyway, Ali Ross writing uh, television in the sun today. He's one of the better ones. Uh, and he writes as follows, because Gemma, the attention-seeking talentless one, Uh, is in all the television programmes, but she's been told to take six months off. Thank God for that. Uh, Cricketer Ryan Sidebottom might not go on to win Dancing on Ice, but questions will surely be asked if he's not now in the running for Sports Personality of the Year. A special recognition award at the next BAFTAs might also be an option, as well as after knocking out Gemma Collins, who six weeks into the contest had outstayed her welcome by about six weeks. No real surprise, given she's prepared for this week's contest by going for a skin peel which must have had them cancelling all holiday leave at the beauty spa. You saw the results for yourself, though. She could barely hand-jive in the stationary position without keeling over. Jason Gardner might have taken genuine pleasure putting the final boot in, but there was almost no decision to be made once it was over. Dancing on Ice now returns to normal. Gemma goes back to the day job, and if Kingdom of Leather doesn't put in a bid for her skin peel, then the spirit of entrepreneurship is dead in this country. I mean, there's at least 20 sofas in that carcass. (laughs) Absolutely, because I'm losing weight to have a baby. I mean, seriously, honestly, it's just—it's almost like a trophy, isn't it? You know, with little Arge, who apparently has put his name down for strictly dancing on whatever. For what reason? Because he shoved Colombian up his nose. I hope not. I hope not. The BBC would be doing themselves a disservice. But there again, they presumably all they're looking for is try and get an audience. He wants to do dancing on ice. What for? Who, who cares? What? Because he doesn't have a job and he's talentless. And he thinks he's a singer. Useless boy. Useless boy. That's the trouble with these programmes. They make people famous. There used to be a radio presenter once and used to put people on on the radio and sort of turn them into sort of semi-celebrities. Total disaster. Most of them had had serious problems in the emotional department. Very serious problems. Uh, What else we got? Oh, look, here's Will Smith's. Uh, He's doing the the remake of Aladdin. What for? Why would you want to do a remake of Aladdin? not very good, is it? And Sarah Ferguson, oh, here we go, what's she come up with? It'll be something rivetingly dull. Has attacked online critics of Meghan and Kate and described social media as a sewer. Oh, shut up and go away. Go away. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It doesn't matter. She didn't explicitly mention the Duchess of Sussex and Cambridge, but by referencing how she and Diana often face comparisons... Oh, God, you really are clinging on to something from God knows how many years ago, aren't you? Uh, Sarah's stance... 
uh, is seen as backing for Kate and Meghan. Oh, God, you might as well give up now, then, if she's backing you. Uh, Prince Andrew's former wife, 60, claimed bullying, sexism and racism are common online where anything goes. Well, don't read it, then. Can't help but sort of point you in the right direction. She says it reminds me of how people tried to portray Diana and me as rivals. Didn't like you at all, dear. We know that. You fell out for ages. You tried to sort of toady your way back into her affections. The difference is that the public loved Diana and they don't care about you. And that's as good as it gets, I'm afraid. Her comments come after it's emerged that the palace staff at Kensington spent hours each week moderating online abuse aimed at Kate and Meghan. But you're always going to get that. You're always going to get that. You can probably find it for just about everybody. In fact, I would think for everybody. It's as simple as that. I, I can't think of, of anything else. She comes up with stuff. Unless you sometimes wonder why she just doesn't keep it shut. What with, have you noticed, though, the daughters have disappeared? What a brilliant idea. What a brilliant idea. Perhaps the rest of the family can go. Uh, Ant was a happy old bean. That's not my friend Ant. This is Ant McPartland. He's uh, working on the show's auditions. No, he's not. All they have to do is stand in the wings... Simon Cowell runs the program. He calls them on and they stand there and go, why, hey, that's good, isn't it? That's, standing up. that's not running the auditions at all. Not running them. Apparently he's, he's doing it with Dex. And uh, it's funny, actually, because he has a Starbucks coffee. And Starbucks, write your name on the side of it. So they've given a close-up in the sun this morning. It's got Ant. That's sweet. Do you think somebody said, sorry, your name is what? Ant. Ant? Yeah, it's short for Anthony, but he doesn't like to be called Anthony, so it sounds a bit poncy, doesn't it, really? Uh, 22 minutes to five. Uh, also, Sala, the uh, the tragic ace Emiliano Sala, was killed by head and upper body injuries, not drowning. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. I mean, doesn't, it's, not, it's not particularly pleasant, is it, whichever way you look at it. And here's a besotted businessman. This is uh, a consultant, Marcel Kuta. He moved a Bulgarian... Uh, Manuela Redeva into his flat soon after they hooked up on Tinder. He told the court he was blinded by attraction and he transferred £182,000 to her. I mean, it's beginning to sound a bit tacky already, but uh, his, uh, sorry, her Tinder profile said she was a single investment banker looking for love. But actually, she's a liar. And uh, he took her to court. She wasn't single at all. He sued her for the money, claiming he'd given it to her to invest on his behalf. She, she claimed uh, to have been a professional financier working for Citibank, and it turns out she was no such thing at all. Um, it's, it's quite clear, his lawyer said the money was an investment. The judge ordered her to give it back. That'll teach you, dear. £180,000, honestly. It's, uh, but he also rejected a claim, the judge, that she should return a £36,000 euro loan to Mr Kuta. There you go. It's all good. In, at the moment you get money involved, people go uh, crawl up the walls. Uh, 84850. And uh, highly recommended, says Dan in Havering, all about Eve, starring Gillian Anderson, now showing at the Noel Coward Theatre. It's fabulous. Yes. I tell you, I've got coming in um, Kelsey Grammer. We're just, uh, we're just negotiating times and everything else. Why do you want the Valentine's sausage, says Abby? Because I want to eat it. What do you think? Sort of make it into a, a sort of a daisy chain or something. I'm eating it. What do you think it is? Or you don't have a partner. What do you know? You don't know anything at all. What a nosy old bag you are. Ooh, what are you having a sausage for? You're not even in a relationship. You don't know that. You've got no idea. Do you get Valentine's cards? A lot more than you. So that'll be two, won't it? Yeah, it's a free country. You can eat so What are you saying? You can't eat a Valentine's sausage. Pervert. Something the matter. It's not normal. Anybody can have it. 
in a relationship or out of I mean, you, of course, would be sitting there staring at the walls, I should imagine, come Valentine's night. Me, woo, out on the town. Guess what they're bringing back after 35 years? It's Crackerback. I used to love Crackerjack. Ed Stewpot Stewart, uh, the, the Crankies, Stu Francis, they've all done it. They're, they're, they're bringing it back, actually, uh, with uh, Sam and Mark. Look, I didn't even know they were still around, Sam and Mark, but they are. And they're going to be bringing it back. It's going to be in the traditional Friday slot. The BBC say the format has been revamped. Oh, for that read, they've killed it stone dead. Anybody, you start, why, why would you want to change something? Why would you want to change it? You know, it's going to feature the classic double or drop. That's where they pile the kids up with all these games and they laugh. But, of course, you know, they, they, they're getting on a bit now. You used to get a cabbage if you were wrong. But, uh, I liked it. Peter Glaze. Remember Peter Glaze? Anne says, whilst I agree with most of what you say, read Gemma the GC Colin, she's very watchable. Do you? <laughs> Which particular bit? What, the fact she can't actually dance, the fact she has to be pushed onto the ice, the fact she can only sort of wave her hands about a little bit, and, uh, and the fact it's just low. She's never managed to complete anything. She says, I just tape it fast forward to Gemma, watched her, then deleted the programme. I don't think that's how it's meant to work, is it, dear? You're supposed to watch the whole programme. Well, I watched a little bit the other day, Cotton Eye Joe from, uh, from Strictly Come Dancing. That was, that was quite exciting. Quite exciting. Um, but Gemma can't talk. Yeah, because, like, you know, because I had, like, like baby. And, and, and she, 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 on, the, the, this is what she did on Loose Women, where the Loose Women brown-nosed her. It was very embarrassing, honestly. I was half expecting the, the producer, whoever it is at the moment, to sort of come on and go, can somebody ask her some decent questions, as opposed to sitting there with an inane grin? I mean, the, Andrea McLean, I mean, seriously, she's elevated since the weather, hasn't she? And uh, apparently she's got a spot on QVC. I think. But anyway, this is what Gemma... So they go, and we've got Gemma Collins here. And Gemma sort of sort of waddles onto the set and then sort of plumps herself down. I mean, to be honest with her, how her arse fit into the chairs because they're quite small. And uh, she was sitting there and went, oh, it's so great to have you here. I thought, yeah, if you upset her, I'm never coming on this programme again. But this is what she said yesterday. Everyone's was like, when are you going to have a baby? And obviously, I did have a few problems and did feel kind of not fully whole like as a woman because mm. it was like oh my god i can't have children people are going to look down on me you told you, you, you yes chance, yes you? then i got two other second opinions and everything is going to be okay they just said look i need to lose weight mm -hmm. they will put me on a drug called Clamed, and we will start the process and that is something i'll be looking to do at the end of the year Oh, it's so exciting, isn't it? Because I got like two other things, and they said we're going to put you on this drug, you know, because like I can't lose the weight because I'm just a fat blob. And I did say a short while ago that I was prepared to go around nightclubs to try and find somebody who'd have sex with me. That's what she said on television. So she wanted a baby. And you think, what for? What for? You can't look after yourself, dear. Why in God's name do you think you can look after a baby? And Arge is about as useless as a chocolate teapot. No point at all. No point, Anne. But that's what she was like yesterday, because I said this. And then, of course, the old shaman rubbish. That was the biggest pile of rubbish. The latest one, you'll die laughing when you hear the latest one. Apparently, the reason she fell over on the ice is because there was a ghost of a dead airman. Yeah, seriously. I couldn't believe she, that she was that stupid. But apparently she is that stupid, which is incredible. That's why, of course, she's been desperately unlucky in the having boyfriend. Having boyfriend. So the, man, the only one she's managed to find is an overweight tank. Who's, who's prepared to fall on top of her. And that's about as good as it gets for Paul Gemma Collins. You know, and now she said, wait for this one. I really, really fancy Liam Neeson. Great timing, dear. Great timing. That is so brilliant. Well, you toddle off with him. Because, frankly, you're about as dim 
as it, it is possible to... You did get an education, didn't you? I'm not, not too sure where you were educated. I'm sure the school was very good. Probably approved, I shouldn't wonder. So, uh, so there it is. She's not very watchable at all, Anne. She tells lies. And uh, the, the, the dead airman coming back. It's a shame, actually, because the shaman came in, bagged a drum, and then lit a candle. And apparently that means that all these spirits have come out of the ice. There aren't any spirits in the ice, of course. It is just frozen water. Don't want to have to explain this to obviously the dimmest shaman in the entire world. The ice contains demons. Of course it does, darling. And you contain the word fraudulent. Why are you coming up with this rubbish? There's no there's no demons there. Oh I think I think fired George. Fired through basically being just naff. I think that's what it is. I don't I don't think there was any other reason. Totally useless. Totally useless. And from here as well. And from here, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. We take all your uh, texts and emails on the programme now. And uh, and we'll go through the papers. And there's some more revelations from Gemma the Hutt. Yes, she's come up with some more staggering things. Uh, plus, we'll be looking at Annette Crosby's career. She's 85 today. Best known for One Foot in the Grave and loads of other stuff. And um, Roses are dead for, for Rue. I don't think it, it, any... But apparently... Colleen's forgiven him, because she hasn't got anybody else, has she? I mean, nobody's ever going to go, Colleen, poor. You know, they don't do that. Same as they don't do that for Victoria Beckham. Victoria Beckham, sexless. Totally sexless. Brooklyn, sexless. Father, mm, too sure, actually. Not the brightest. Uh, Also, Michelle Obama was the unexpected star of the Grammys on Sunday night. Why? Because she's got a book out. She's, she's, she's actually got a book out. And the racist model, Danielle Lloyd, we all remember her picking on Shilpa Shetty. You think we've forgotten it, Danielle? We've not. She wants to strip for Playboy again. Ooh, gonna be sick. Sorry. Don't want her to see that. Thank you very much indeed. Why don't you just go and find a job? They laughingly refer to you as a model. Now, you know you're not a model. I know you're not a model. And Lenny Henry has joked that black people are now hiding from Liam Neeson. Not Gemma Collins. I know she's not black, but she's not hiding. In fact, she's quite keen on the on the bloke. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. Do you think, says James, that uh, Gemma Collins will now get the message that her stunts on every show that she's on, she cries off. Uh, do the producers see her? Surely they must know by now. Well, they do. They do. I mean, because she is a, a total failure. She's never done any any sort of proper stuff, no matter what little art. He doesn't know what planet he's on. And uh, they don't, they don't realise. It's just, it's an easy way for them to make money. But please God, it'll finish very, very shortly. Jan Hunt used to be on Cracker Jack. Do you know if she's still with us? Says Julie. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, also, I still remember the Ed Stupot telephone number to hear all the news from Cracker Jack. I won't repeat it because it might be somebody's number this morning, just in case. John. Jan Hunt's eighty-one. She's never. Is she? She's never eighty-one. She's no more than fifty-five. Jan Hunt. Good Lord above. Well, there you go. She might be listening, actually. Uh, Dan in Lingfield. GC is really thick. So she got two other second opinions. What it means is a second and a third. It's amazing how she makes a living out of being stupid. Well, of course, look look at them. Work for Jade Goody. Work for Joey Essex. If you you play dumb, then people put you on there. So we all laugh at her. Nobody's interested in what she says. She talks absolute garbage. But uh, now she called in a mystic... A shaman. I mean, it's a load of old toffee in it, really. And uh, the reason is that this shaman, who's called Firehorse, I mean, seriously, doesn't get more bad than this, believes that Gemma struggled on the show because of, wait for this, bad energy due to the rink being on the former RAF Bobbington base used by British and US pilots in the Second World War. The mystic, 
a.k.a. Sue Holmes from Worcestershire, believes Gemma was picking up on the airman's terror. Oh, go away, you rubbish. Absolute pile of rubbish. Honestly, you people make me sick. She said, as a professional space-clearing consultant... Ugh, what? She says, first of all, I come and I sense the energies of the place. It's a piece of ice. It's a piece of ice, dear. Have you tried ice cubes? Try that one. It'll be a bit defeatist for you. She said, I asked people about the history. What, you didn't know? Oh, God, I thought you'd have known that. It's like whenever these people... You know the, the old one, the old one who used to stand on stage? Always oh, coming into me down, darling. I feel this message, that the message is from either... Ian? Nothing. Uh, Ron? Nothing on that one. Why don't you just ask them what their name is? But she says, uh, it had been a base during the war, an RAF base, there would have been a lot of fear. What are you, crappers or something? What a stupid word. That was the most ridiculous word. I was trying to say crackers, and it didn't come out at all like that. So there would have been a lot of fear on an RAF base. I spent most of my formative years, darling, living on an RAF base. There was no fear. Thank you very much indeed. It's the REF. The only fear is in somebody like you being exposed. Anyway, Sue did a ceremony focusing on the spot where Gemma fell as the earth energy was not doing her any favour. She brought in a table. She lit candles. I've done that. And placed other objects to represent the elements to create. It's just rubbish. Absolute rubbish. And if you're mad enough to believe this, then I think Gemma Collins deserves all the rubbish she gets. She then used a drum for vibrations, handing Gemma a rattle filled with crystals to help her cleanse her own negative experience. No, the only negative is, is uh, Gemma Collins. Sue said there were two lines of disharmony. No, there weren't. It's a piece of ice. Have you been to Antarctica? There's a load of it out there. You could have a field day. We could leave you there for years. She said they actually crossed in the very place where the fall happened. And, they, and of course, what does she do? She fell again. So obviously what you're doing is rubbish. Why do you tell lies? Not very good, is it, really? Shouldn't be doing that. A shaman. Yeah, it's a shame you're doing anything at all. Why are they bringing back, says Dennis, Crackerjack? Especially if they're reformatting it. Crackerjack was Leslie Growl, uh, Crowder and Peter Glaze that just cannot be repeated. It was brilliant. If they're going to try and bring a game show like that back, give it a different name or like the politicians. Don't they have the brains to do it? Rant over. Have a good one, Stephen. Producers. Oh, producer. Just have one one producer on the show. We have a hindrance, but, you know, some some days he's sort of, he's not in Some days he can't hear anything. Uh, Rachel says, fun memories of Cracker Jack. The return of it could be interesting. Well, it is actually if they're going to change it. And uh, uh, Anne says, I still think that most people watch Dancing on Ice to see Gemma. Now she's gone, I don't think they'll get the audience. It's boring. Well, it is for you, isn't it? Then who cares what you think? You're just one person. You don't, you don't change anything. So... Not, it's not witty, is it? Do you think it's witty? Somebody called her old on uh, on uh, the the Vine programme the other day on television. And she looked... I felt like saying, you're just a little fat bird who's old, who's a finished politician, who has to do pantomime. I mean, that's how bad it gets, the poor old witty. Isn't she funny? No, she's not. James I, it says, I say, bring back Pipkin, Steve, with the fabulous one and only Hartley hair, which is lovely. And Kel is suffering with pleurisy. So thank you for keeping me company. Kim says, who have you sent a Valentine card to? I don't need to send Valentine cards. I am, like, focused in. I've got my own shaman. And apparently the person I'm sending a Valentine's card to will know that they're going to get it. It's as simple as that. It's, that's the way it works, because I'm way ahead of it. Final nail in our tolerance box is if you were to tell us that this GC or whatever is, is worth a million or more, says Jim. Well, I don't know. It depends whether she's paid her tax. I mean, she's... They say 2.7 million, but uh, to be honest with you, it's like, I mean, Arge is probably down to his last threepenny bit. 
That's it. Uh, driving around in my ambulance car, says Alex in Surrey, keeping me entertained. An ambulance car. So it's not an ambulance, it's an ambulance car. Is that like one of those extended things? I quite, I quite like those, actually. There was a police all over the place near the Scout headquarters in Kensington, pulling over a load of, they looked like boy racers, but there was about six police cars there with flashing blue lights and everything. It was quite amazing, quite amazing. Uh, Nick Knowles' pants fetched £2,000, which is good. You know the ones he wore in I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Uh, Richard Maidley sparks fury. You sometimes wonder, sometimes Richard Maidley is very good. Other times you think, have you got a brain? He was sparking fury by quizzing the missing pilot, David Ibbotson's loved ones. I mean, seriously. Perhaps he sees himself as a sort of a serious journalist as opposed to, he's just a bit of a joke. Is it because I's black? Remember that one? Where he dressed up as Ali G. Very embarrassing. Uh, also, um, 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 oh, the deaf girl who was snubbed. She says for a thousand jobs because she's deaf. I don't know why that would be. It depends what sort of jobs they were. We shall find out on the programme uh, this morning. Uh, Simon Cowell claims Ant looks the happiest we've seen him in a long while. Yes, he's, he's probably got over the shock of coughing up £86,000 because he could have killed somebody. Uh, also, another drink driver, Kirsty Gallagher, on how her life fell apart after the marriage did. People have got an excuse, haven't they? Loads of people have marriages that split up, relationships that split up. They don't turn to drink and get in the car out driving at 10 o'clock in the morning. Thank you very much indeed. Also, if you're a Hungarian woman, go home. They've got a great deal for you. If you have four or more children, this does not appear to appeal to anybody in the TOWIE programme or any of the Geordie Shore people. If you have four or more children, you will be exempt from income tax forever. Well, that seems... Why can't I get pregnant? Why didn't my parents have a girl? Because if, if they'd had a girl, I could be getting a deal on that one. And we'd, and we'd lived in Hungary. I've had goulash before. Does that count? I love goulash. Do you know something about goulash? I love... They used to do it in Marks and Spencers. Now, of course, it's the love sausage. Imagine there. I did try and find it, but it's, it's definitely not appeared yet. And uh, celebs go dating. Yes, guess... Sorry. Uh, Kerry Coke-Tola is on it. And, of course, she got drunk because that's what she does. And now she said, um, I, I don't drink anymore. Well, you've heard it today. Tomorrow it'll be something different. Who cares? Because she's not going on a dating programme to find somebody. Who on earth would want to put up with her? She hasn't hung on to anybody. It's like poor old Jordan. Nobody is remotely interested in Jordan sexually. She's just, you know, because she's sort of easy and she gets drunk. And then she goes round, took the kids late, back to Peter Andre. Four hours late, should have been there at 12, took them back at four. Why? She had a boozy night the night before. Embarrassing, isn't it, really? Did you notice the famous mirrored grand piano owned by Liberace making an appearance on the Grammys? His influence lives on. Was it really? Oh, dear. They must have taken it out of storage then. Thank you, John. Uh, from sunny Cape Town, I remember Leslie Crowther was co-presenter of Cracker Jack. We were once on holiday with him. A very, a very uh, nice week indeed. Lovely to hear you, says Raymond. This far away. From, it's funny, isn't it, when you're far away from home and you could still hear the programme. And that's why. And the reason is because people download the LBC app. OK, lbc.co.uk. Very easy to do. Very easy to do. And it means when you go away on holiday or you're doing something else, then you can um, then you can listen to the station. You don't need to worry about going away and having to sort of tune into local radio. You know, because it's not that exciting. Uh, also, other birthdays today. Charles Darwin, Simon McCorkendale, uh, the boxer Prince Nathim, Jenny McAlpine, Fizz in Coronation Street. Thank you. And there must be other people listening. JP, the trolley dolly, says, uh, nice to be able to listen from here before bedtime for a change. <laughs> 
It's funny, actually. I woke, what time did I go to bed yesterday? About half past five, actually. I was just going to go to bed, and the phone rang. So that, that was a quick sort of ten-minute phone call about different... My, my bank manager's not very well at the moment. She's sort of suffering. And uh, and I sort of, I climbed into bed, because I've now got this new DVD player. God, it's fab. It's really good. The screen is quite big. And I can't remember when I bought it, but I must have had it sitting in the box. I've never taken it out before until the other day. Uh, about two years, but it comes with everything. A remote control... Thrown that away. It picks up television, threw that away. Uh, it's got a gaming thing, as well, threw that away. I wasn't interested in that, they all went. I just wanted the DVD player, I don't want anything else. But you heard the story the other day, I tried to get one in John Lewis, and they sort of, you know, the bloke could, he didn't, didn't even turn round to face me. No, we don't do them anymore. I thought, well, you know, perhaps you're a bit bored with being in retail. Uh, if you sing off-key, quite a few people singing off-key, I should imagine. That's obviously down to your parents. So... La 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 la, in the night. Because you don't, you, you don't pitch, do you, very well? I've noticed you're not, uh, not a very good pitcher. No, of course I've heard you sing. You've sung to me. You've sung. What do you mean, not really? What do you have to bring in an orchestra and another two hundred people? Have to warm up? No, natural singers, mate. Just go straight into it. Yeah, can you sing along to the LBC music? No. This is this is in tune, mate. Here comes the news on LBC with Rachel. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Mm, that was lovely. Sorry, I'm just uh, momentarily cleansing my body uh, with a new drink, which has got activated charcoal, and it's under fifty calories, and it's cold pressed raspberry. Although the main ingredient is water, but it's got cold-pressed raspberry. And I've become addicted to them. It's a very expensive thing to, to drink at. It's about 185 In, uh, But it's, it's very good. It says it's going to cleanse your body. Mind you, I don't think there's enough liquid in the world to cleanse my body. There you go. I sometimes sit on the bus and have these. I must look like some tramp. I sit there and people sort of avoid me. Because sometimes I sing to myself, you know, because I'm a, I'm a singer and, uh, and a musician. And a presenter and a model at the same time. Brian says, what do you want to buy love sausage for? Uh, to eat? I don't know. Have you heard of food before? My God, they're all out this morning, aren't they? Goodness sake, honestly. What do you think you want to buy it for? You want to eat it. It's a heart-shaped sausage with bacon wrapped round it. What, what do you think I'm going to do? Hang it on the wall. Oh, God, there's some very old people, aren't there? Very old people. Uh, ministers have been urged to, um, to act. 500 cash points a month disappear from the high streets. Do you think there's some sort of home for them or something? 500 a month? I mean, you'd think by now that they would be, you know, obsolete. But they're still out there. I love a cash point. I love a good cash point. I'm very excited. In fact, I used a cash point this morning. I'm always very wary using in the early hours of the morning. I look around to make sure if there's any cars parked near it, there's nobody in them. Because sometimes people can tap into things. And I'm, I'm determined that nobody, but nobody, will ever get my thing. The Sun have done this big story on the front page of how... They can steal cars in moments using a gadget that's totally legal. Because you can't nick my car. I've got to be physically there for somebody to nick my car. Because it, uh, it only works with the key. I've got to have the key on me, but I don't have to have it physically in the car. So they went out there. How long to get into... I mean, these... You might have one of these cars. How long to get into a Ford Focus with a totally legal device? Six seconds. How long to get into a Skoda? I mean, seriously. <laughs> Ten seconds. How long to get into a, a Nissan... Kash, I don't know how you pronounce all these things. Anyway, 10 seconds. A Jaguar. 
F-Type R, 11 seconds. A Mazda Sport, 12 seconds. Renault Megane, 13 seconds. Range Rover Velar, 16 seconds. Hyundai Tucson, 19 seconds. And a Golf GTD, I think it is, 42 seconds. So they've actually pinched them. Very easy. All you do is, the thief tries the door handle, which emits a signal. The transmitter bounces the signal to a second device. The device number two beams the signal to the owner's key fob inside. Inside what? Is it inside the car? So these people who leave their key fobs in the car, how stupid would that be? And then the key unlocks the car, letting the thief open and start it. You see, mine, if, if you don't have the key on you, you can't start the car. The car will not start. It's as simple as that. So they're never going to be nicking my car. But, of course, if you're driving a Ford Focus, a Skoda, a Nissan, a Jaguar, a Mazda, a Renault, a Range Rover, Hyundai and a Golf, not such good news for you. They can get them in seconds. On the other hand, they just basically smash the window. But it's, it's, it's very interesting, isn't it, that sort of the, the thief tries the door handle, which emits the signal. So is the key in the car? Because mine comes up on the dashboard. It says, you know, key, key not available. And so the car will not start. You've got to have. The, if I was standing there, then the then the car would probably start. But the moment somebody drove away in it, the car would stop because it's not recognising the key. Very easy, isn't it? Car firm slammed over this huge security flaw, and you can buy this thing here. I don't know how much it is. Wait a minute, let's have a find. And uh, the, the scanner's working on working the cars. It's, it's a scanner. It's a scanner, but it doesn't say it's. Oh, this, it's legal to buy the scanners, which cost between. Wait for this bit. How much do you think? It's even more hilarious when you read this bit because that's why these cars are not being nicked. It's between between ten and twenty five thousand. I mean, it's a, go and buy a car. Go and buy a car. The Sun is not revealing the gadget's specific details for security reasons. <laughs> well, there you go. And so they they discovered a Moscow Moscow based company selling scanner kits and got in touch asking if they could buy one. They did a program yesterday. Oh, it was really good. It was benefit fraudsters. People who are cheating the system, which is basically cheating you and me out of, uh, out of money. And uh, they had various people. One was selling dodgy medicines from a council flat. So I was hoping the council would kick him out because these sort of people, they don't deserve it. And he was on benefits. And he proudly declared he was on benefit. He didn't realise the person he was talking to had a hidden little uh, camera on them. But my favourite one was a little um, supermarket thing up in Nottinghamshire where the bent owner was employing people who were on benefits, telling them how to fiddle it. But uh, his little sideline in the shop was selling dodgy medicine and dodgy fags. And uh, after he'd exposed himself as being a crim, because that's what he was, and um, and where, where do you think the hidden uh, s- um, uh, cigarettes were and the medicine? In the basement. But the trap door into the basement was hidden. They rolled a fridge over the top of it. He was as bent as they come, so hopefully the police will be paying him a visit, which was good. Kevin the Milkman says, how long to get into a Skoda? Depends whether it's a manual or electric can opener. Exit stage left. Thank you. Don't come back. <laughs> Apparently, the staff in M&S will get the idea you're having a romantic evening in, says James, if you buy a love sausage. Well, why would they think that? Well, they nosy people or something. Well, they look in my thing and go, oh, dear, he's, he's a diabetic. You know, oh, he's having a cosy night here. What, because I bought sausage. I bought sausages before. Nobody's ever said anything to me about uh, night in, eh? With the old sausages. So, because it's... Uh, I'm buying it because it's... Um, because it, it's very interesting to actually buy a heart-shaped sausage. I've never seen a heart-shaped sausage. 
And God knows I've eaten enough sausages in my time. Somebody says the key is in the owner's house. Well, how do you know whose house it is? What, you spent £10,000, fool? Between ten and 25000 I mean, you wouldn't make that in ten years. I love the way that... Oh, yeah, I know exactly what they're talking about here. See, we don't know anything, do you, really? I spent over an hour, says Johnny G, choosing a really mushy Valentine's card. I just hope on Thursday Teddy really appreciates it. I've just got one that says, Happy Valentine's, you know. <laughs> do yourself a favour. You're meeting nobody. Uh, Rachel says, you always have a healthy attitude towards food. I know. What are you going to do with a sausage? <laughs> Come around here, I'll show you. And uh, somebody says, uh, the key may be in your house, but within reach of the signal. I've read up on the device, not a good idea. It's between ten and 25,000. Why don't you just smash the window? And, and hot wire. <laughs> Simple as that, isn't it, really? But um, what they mean is, says Ian, is the key is inside the house, but can still operate the car remotely. Well, mine doesn't. Can't do it with my car at all. It's got to be in the car for it to work. And so, you know, it's a very nice idea, but luckily nobody's nicking Bentleys at the moment <laughs> because they're a bit sought after. And most people who've got Bentleys, of course, have got trackers inside. So that would be another pointless exercise, wouldn't it? I mean, the sort of cars being nicked are the sort of cars you don't really care about on the road. But the device between ten and 25,000, you're having a laugh. Mm. You could hang the sausage out. With the hanging baskets. No hanging baskets at the moment. Too cold out there. And this morning, definitely. Tinned custard or cart- uh, cartoon or carton custard. It's the same. It's exactly the same. It doesn't taste any different whether it's in a carton. I've had Marks and Spencer's, Waitrose. Uh, I've had Iceland's, Ambrosia. So it makes no difference. My mother used to make it. You know, happy days. The only thing I don't like is skin. But have you noticed... When the tin or the carton, you put the custard, it never gets a skin on it. Probably because of chemicals, I should imagine. But um, always ambrosia. Whilst I appreciate this is not BBC local radio, says Donny, I'm sure you'll agree this is an important issue worthy of discussion. BBC Radio Chesterfield. Radio Shopshire. Oh, we've got a great idea this morning. And uh, the vicar's back with us again. And this morning, what custard do you like? Call us now. Oh, we can make this one last a few hours, can't we? The Vicar's been given an extra show as well. They're going to be re-recording it and playing it out overnight, where they've got zero audience. Uh, Steve, I had the lovely sausage the other day. Riveting. You can't tell somebody whether you've had food. You know, and unfortunately, it only works when I do it. You know, if I'm going to have the sausage, because I've I've had sausages before with bacon wrapped around there. But, of course, the bacon is fatty. Well, that's not so good. I think it'll just look quite nice. I think it'll look quite nice. I'm, I'm all in favour of trying something different. It's only a sausage. I could have other sausages. And um, I'm not wild about cooking in, in fat. I might just use... I've got some spray. You spray into the frying pan and then it, it sort of works quite well. Sorry, we just have a little... Still cleansing my body. Still trying. I wonder if raspberry juice is any good for you. I don't know. I keep having all these bits that they say, oh, this is good for you. And charcoal is supposed to be very good for you. Because it makes, it sort of makes your tongue go black. I don't know why, but they, they've, I don't know how much charcoal there is. Wait a minute. Lemon oh, juice. Activated charcoal, 0.2%. Hardly going to make any difference, is it, really? Only available in Waitrose, this one. So filtered water, 79%. Yes, they may make charcoal toothpaste. Because apparently charcoal is supposed to be very good for you. As... What charcoal? It's good for you. It's cleansing my body. What do you mean, what's it doing for me? Can't you see? It's cleansing my body. Well, it's... 
Just look at me. Do I not have a radiant glow about me? Cleansing your body. Radiation glow. It's called WOW. Activated charcoal, under 50 calories, cold-pressed raspberry. Body, hello? Looking good? Body feeling fine? Fit? That's all my boss wants to hear. And so if I drink this in the morning, that's good. That's got nothing to do with hair. Well, when you go home, I hope your house is still standing. Your parents might not be there. Perhaps the house has gone. With a bit of luck. bit of luck. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning. Stewie thinks that maybe they pinch the device, then they pinch the car. Is it, I don't think you can pinch these things. I don't think they're that easy to pinch. Charcoal says Lee's very good for you. You never see a barbecue missing a day at work. It is true, actually. No, char- I heard charcoal was very good for you. Uh, Carl says an exorcist would have trouble cleansing your body. It is true, actually, but I, I, I'm thinking about a shaman to call in, you know, light a candle and bang a drum. Oh, look, we've got rid of all those evil spirits. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Honestly, perhaps I'm too cynical. Uh, Craig says, if it takes 10 seconds to steal a car, they could steal dozens in a single night. They'd make their money back on the scanner in days and it's profit all the way. I don't think they can, actually. I don't, I, I don't think they actually can. I don't think it works like that. I know it's a transmitter... They come to your car when you're at a shop. They transmit a request from your car to the recover, to the or receiver, I think. The second thief near you. Your key receives a transmitted signal from your car and sends an open cipher. Then it's trans... No, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I remember a friend of mine once said, because he'd read it on the internet, and he said, listen, if I leave my uh, car thing at the shop, I'm going to take my phone down to where the car is, no, you take my phone down, turn, turn the phone on, I'll phone you, and then I will transmit the signal into the telephone and it will open the car. I said, it was so stupid. And he said, no, I read it on the internet. So I said, well, how would that go into the telephone? It's transmitting a wave. It's, a, it's not like a noise. It's beep, 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 or something like that. It's not doing that. Anyway, we stood there and he said, is it not open the car yet? I said, of course it hasn't. Why would you think it would? But as I say, mine, you've got to be physically in the car. With it. So I've got a key and it never, never leaves my pocket. I never leave it at home or anything like that. It doesn't make any difference because it's got to be in the car for the car to work. And when I say in the car, it's, it, it, you're, you're, you're transmitting to nothing. So in other words, unless you physically got the key, it won't open the car. And because they're all security matched, there's no way. That's why they haven't done any, any top-ended cars. The manufacturers would sue, definitely. Uh, the love sausage is to give to your partner in the morning. Fry the sausage until cooked, then insert the uncooked egg in the middle until cooked, says Gavin. I'm just eating a sausage. Honestly, you're as paranoid over this as sort of poor old Jordan is about, you know, whether her, her husbands or boyfriends have cheated on her. Like, of course, she's never cheated. Uh, to avoid thieves taking a car, you can get an RF jam. Don't do that. What did I say last week? What did, put it... What did I say about... Remember that? You can't hear me if I knock. Of course I can hear you. You can't. I'm, I'm not deaf. I can hear very well. I've got perfect... Did you say something? What? I've got perfect hearing. What? All you have to do is knock. What? Before you come in. Small small wonder your parents hate you. Honestly. Join the rest of the company in the world. <laughs> I hate him. Uh, anyway, so... Uh, 
So it says here, Biggs says, uh, to avoid thieves taking your car, you can get an RF jamming pouch or Faraday box to keep the key in whilst indoors, which blocks any signal and prevents the car being opened or started using the scanner. But you've got to be physically in my car. You couldn't, you couldn't, you know, scan it or do anything else like that. It's got to be in the car for it to, to match up with all the bits and pieces. So it's, it's not going to work. Not for me. Grace says, I got a love sausage at South Woodford yesterday. Fantastic. Uh, Paul says, the thieves stand outside your house and scan your key fob and then create a copy key fob of their own. Using the new key fob, they unlock the car and drive off. No, they don't. I wish it was so simple. That's like, you know, let's just make it out of plasticine or make it out of 3D paper. It doesn't work. Please recommend the use of a substantial steering lock. No, 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 no. Heavens above, crook locks went out with the arc. You can put your foot on it. And it will, it's, it's there to stop people. Say, oh, goodness sake, really, honestly. Uh, and please say, keep all key fobs in a single blocking case. Even Bentleys are. Never heard of them being nicked, Paul. Never heard of them being nicked. Safe as houses. I'd put money on it. I'd put serious money. Somebody sent me a thing the other day. Why do I always get these things here? And uh, it was, what was it? Oh, it was, it was the, the middle lane thing. Please stop this person who was driving all by himself, is lonesome, without anything. They followed him for three miles and then they nicked him. Which is OK, actually, which is OK. And I thought, because he was crawling along. He was doing about 40 miles an hour. Of course, they nicked him. I do 70 miles an hour. Uh, somebody said here, this is uh, a Bentley stolen from a hotel car park as the owners look on. Wait a minute. A professional car theft ring. Uh, it's got a keyless entry. It's suspected the key to someone uses it. The car, still looking. Yeah, it's not too far away. Not too far away. Uh, it's a black Bentley Continental with a cream interior. Oh, lovely. Sounds nice. Got a license plate, which may have been changed. I would think so, actually. I would think so by now. But uh, not my one. Not my one. Otherwise, how would you know where, which house belongs to which car? You wouldn't know these sort of things, would you? How about sending your not-so-loved ones a freeze-dried bat, Steve? There's thousands of the poor little creatures dying in the 50-degree heat. We've got 50-degree heat, have we? Bats are very small, actually. I like a, I like a little pipistrelle. I like a pipistrelle. And uh, they're all protected, aren't they? Which is great. Steve, my uncle has a similar car to you. And uh, and his was stolen from outside the house two weeks ago. The key was in the kitchen. And I had one of those scanners. And they managed to get the car on the driveway and drive off. So I don't know what they're using. Uh, but uh, rather annoyed. Did you know they were expensive cars? Well, listen, they could sit there forever and a day trying to get my one to start. They'll never manage it. Because they don't know where, where the key is. And you can only do that if I'm using it. Because I don't need to put the key in the lock or push a button on my key fob. Not like many of those dreadful cars out there nowadays. I just need to touch the handle of the door and the door will open for me. Because I've got the key on my person. Okay, so that's how it works. Uh, Years ago when I accidentally, says Gary, took too much of the medication I was on, uh, I had to drink bottles of activated charcoal at A&E that uh, worked out. Yes, I mean, I, I don't think it's supposed to... It's only a little bit of charcoal in this. It's 0.2%, which I think is... Uh, I think it's very, uh, very small amount, actually. Oh, the good news yesterday from this morning, Campo de Gino was ill. He's obviously building up his part a bit. He sort of shouts and screams. He's a bit queenie, but, uh, and a bit, a bit naff when you saw him on that great thing with Gordon Ramsay and Fred, who was the maitre d', who's just eked out a career, I should imagine. And uh, you're wrong, Steve. They copy your car keys... The signal and kid the car that the key's present. But you can't. I mean, what do you mean copy it? I don't touch anything on my key. 
Nothing. Ugh. Hasn't everybody got to be in the car before they drive away? No, no, no. It's just the person who's got the key. If you, if you don't have the key with you, or anything like, what are they? What are they latching onto? Nothing. Can't start the car or do anything. It's got to be in there. Uh, keeping you going though, isn't it? And uh, Michael says you're not reading it properly. The device costs about sixty quid. No, 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 no. You're missing the whole point. You don't understand what you're talking about. You do not understand what you're talking about. It doesn't cost sixty quid. This is between ten and twenty-five thousand. It's a scanner. It's a scanner. I have to do it a bit slowly for you because you're not understanding it. It was on TV about a month ago. I couldn't care less if it was on the moon. I'm telling you, this one that they're doing here in the sun is between ten and twenty-five thousand pounds. That's why we've said it's so so ludicrous. And also, just to nick a few cars, hardly worth bothering. Let's face it; you've got the insurance money. They can, they can nick it as far as they want. It's, it's only for the fools who don't have it, you know. Uh, Bentley used the same parts bin from the VW Group. This does not include the key technology. No, it's completely different. If you're having a mind you, I tried to get a master key the other day from our uh, our sub agents. Twenty four pound fifty. That's only for the door, the outside door. Uh, Steve, look on Amazon. I've got a Faraday bag. What is the matter with you this morning? God, it's like did it? There's not there's not a hangover from somebody else's program, and it stops the signal. I mean, I'm not really interested. Listen, I've been driving cars for 40 years. Nobody's ever nicked one. Nothing. Nothing. But obviously today. Uh, is there anything any more romantic than a heart-shaped sausage? Says Pat. I don't know. I'm just eating it because it's a sausage with bacon wrapped round it. The retailer just announced they're selling love sausage in stores from tomorrow, Feb the 8th. M&S suggests you serve the sausage with two fried eggs in the middle and surrounded with rose petals. Well, you just get some of those edible petals, don't you, which come from something. No, I'm just eating it. It's a sausage with bacon wrapped round it. I might do it with uh, with some uh, uh, potatoes, lightly, lightly cooked, with no oil, with a bit of luck. But no, the, I mean, I don't know why I, so- it, I, th- I suppose it's the play on words, isn't it? Sausage, ooh, nudge, nudge, misses, and all that kind of stuff. But it's a heart-shaped sausage, and it's just something different. They're all offering flowers. They're offering meals. I bought some smoked salmon the other day, which was in a heart-shaped package. It's all very nice, but it's it's just designed to part you from your money. It's it's not for any other any other reason. And so it's just a bit of fun. It's like, oh look, we've got a heart-shaped sausage. You know, that's it. There is no end joke. You don't have to be sharing it with 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 somebody. Uh, you know. So here we go. Mark says this is how it works. First thief's transmitter pings the car's locking system, impersonating the key. I don't have a button on it. There's nothing on it. Locking system responds sending signal, which the key's meant to pick up and respond to. First thief's transmitter forwards signal to other thief near house. Oh, it's a two-man operation, this one. His transmitter sends it on in turn to the key fob and then relays back the correct response from the key fob to the first thief's transmitter and the car's locking system, opening the car and starting the ignition. <laughs> Yeah, Jack and Ori, Jack and Ori. Oh, look, Cracker Jack. Here we go again. Let's bring on somebody else. Let's drive in the middle lane. Let's drive in the middle lane, shall we? That always gets people going. As I say, 40 years driving, plus. Never had a car nicked. Never had to worry about anything at all. And I've had some naff cars, believe you me. Uh, another one, yeah. <laughs> I'm loving it about the car keys, says Joe. I know, I'm loving it too. Keeps it going. Listen, the more techs I get in, the more it bumps everything up a little bit. Steve, the key cover's made of the same material that you put your credit card in. It stops us. I'm not interested. I don't care. Howard says, I understand charcoal drinks are for people suffering from wind. No, no, no. If you're suffering from wind, you buy a kite. 
Graham from Hanworth says, I found your love sausage in M&S Teddington. Not my love sausage. It's a general love sausage. You know, you could give it... I was going to bring them in and give them to the boys at work. as like a little Valentine's treat. And then I thought, not wasting money. Definitely. All scanners work with keyless entry, with the exception of Mercedes. The key signal is disabled while the keys are stationary. I couldn't care less. I'm serious. I I couldn't care less. (laughs) Oh, my goodness me, honestly. Let's wonder how many cars will be nicked around London this morning. Probably quite a few. Probably quite a few. In fact, there was a car, wasn't there, a short while ago in Knightsbridge. Uh, Over the weekend, the thieves jacked it up and took the wheels. Because wheels are worth a bit of money. They're worth about, you know, 350 uh, each, so you're looking at uh, about fourteen hundred for a set of wheels on a on a posh car, and that's not just you know a Mercedes or a, or a Bentley. It can be on all sorts of things, Range Rovers, anything like that. Oh God, Dre- oh, blimey. dreadful cup of tea. Never mind, it'll be fine. I haven't. I just I just uh, had a little dribble. I didn't have a proper spillage. Just a little little. Have you got any? I've got some tissue in here, but I can't can't reach it at the moment. Oi. Tissue. God, it's hopeless this morning. He really is. He's not on the ball at all, is he? He's, he's, he's not thinking properly. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. There you go. Uh, it's all really very funny, says Andrew, all this over a keyless car. Oh, I tell you, everybody's a know-all, aren't they? We've got a computer. <laughs> We've read it on the internet. It's like, well, people go to the moon. No, they never did. It was on an aircraft hangar. Yeah, of course. Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, really exists. Lives in a cave underneath. Yeah, must be about five million years old by now. Diana, murdered. That was a conspiracy. Girl, dear, honestly. And uh, I can see tomorrow's headlines. Steve Allen's Bentley stolen after he sets car thieves a challenge. Yeah, yeah try it. Please, do do try it. Because A, you can't get anywhere near it. Similar as that. We've got 16 cameras at home. You know, I mean, risk it if you want. But uh, 16 cameras and records. Scott in Bournemouth says, hogging the mi- Oh, shut up. Shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> you really are. You must be somebody very old in Bournemouth. Do you wander down to go and have a bit of fish and chips on a Thursday evening and sit there watching the tide coming in? At, uh, another one here. So, hogging the middle lane is bad driving. Not 70 miles an hour, sweet pea. It funnels the traffic and forces drivers in the left lane to cut across two lanes to overtake... God, you really are. Is, is your driving that bad down in Bournemouth? Blimey. Uh, also, Steve, hope you're well. Car keys, topic headline this morning. Hmm. Uh, school spring half term next week. Any ideas on entertainment? Shove them out to the museums. They're all free. They're all free. It's the best education you'll ever get. You can do shove them down to Ket. Well, I mean, obviously, if you live in Scotland, not much use to you, but you can get on a train. They do have. We still have uh, have vehicles. Uh, and you can you can go there, can't you? You can get on a train, come down from the Highlands, and you can come down to London, go to Kensington, and um, and they can do one, two, three, four museums within you know hundred yards, easy, really fantastic, really fantastic. So that's it. I mean, you could spend all day, and then if you come into Trafalgar Square, you've got the Portrait Gallery, the National Gallery. There's so much which is available for free. So much. And an education. If you've got a bit more money, I always suggest a nice trip down the uh, the Thames on one of the boats there. If you've got one of those um, uh, Freedom Passes, you get a discount as well. Always worth having. Nice cup of tea on the boat. Go down there. Look at a bit of London history. Because I promise you, when you've seen London, 
from the from the river, you see it in a completely different perspective. Do the London Eye if you've got enough money. You could take out a mortgage. Uh, you can do that. You can go and look at all these naff living statues. People who stand there. Oh, rubbish. They really are, honestly. I don't know where they come from. But I hope they go back very, very shortly. Uh, Steve, two chaps discussing cultural misappropriation behind me on the bus. One of the two says that if Idris Elba gets the 007 role, that would be the greatest act of cultural misappropriation ever. I was the one. I was campaigning for him to get it. I was campaigning for him to get it. I thought he'd be brilliant. Uh, I wrapped bacon around the Cumberland sausages I had as part of my Christmas dinner instead of having the traditional pigs in blankets. It's the same thing. It's bacon wrapped around a sausage. Doesn't matter whether it's Cumberland or otherwise. But thumbs up to uh, M&S for reading my tweet and copying my idea. I, I think they, 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 do you think they came up with the heart shape? The heart shape? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know whether or not uh, Scottish boy will be sort of spending money on... Um, on Valentine's Day. I suspect probably not. No, you won't. Will it be something cheap? Yeah, something very cheap. But that little ring from Poundland? No. It'll be what? A Haribo ring? What's a Haribo ring? What's that? Oh, the jellies. Oh, God. Will you not be buying flowers? Or something like that? No, no. That's a bit naff, isn't it, really? Yeah. Will you be doing a card? Yeah. What for? What for? He knows he's going to get it anyway. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Everyone a gag. Uh, Steve, why are you wasting money buying a love sausage? How many times do I have to prove this? It's a heart-shaped sausage with bacon wrapped around it. I can eat what I like. As far as I know, there are no restrictions on buying food in this country. Uh, Steve, what these scumbags do with this... Oh, here we go again. With the scanner is walk around the car, picking up the signal from the handles and have a separate scanner, which they... No, they don't. No, that... I wish they did. I wish it was so much easier than that. <laughs> the only signal from the from the door handle comes through the device I've got on me. Simple as that. And uh, and Donnie says, ever thought any? Have you thought any more about the car swap? You can take my Su- Suzuki Splash to Twickenham. Do you know I'd be laughed at, off at traffic lights. Seriously, if you, I mean, taking a car like that. Uh, also, the death of uh, John Haynes, the creator of the famous Haynes Manual, founder of the Haynes Publishing Group (PLC) and the Haynes International Motor Museum. He was 80. He died uh, Friday just gone after a short illness. And uh, that's quite nice. Quite nice. Everybody talking about He's in all the papers today, actually. And uh, thoughts and prayers go to Annette, his brother David, sister Mary, sons Jay and Chris and their families as well. So it's in it's in all the papers today. And don't write and ask me what it is, the manual, because I don't know either. <laughs> Listening to you for... I can't read that one from Tom. Of course I can't read that one. That's just too rude for words, isn't it? Sort of thing that Gemma would be writing about, poor soul, honestly. I'm a bit Arge. Has anybody asked Arge, you know, after Gemma came up with the classic line of, I really like Liam Payne. Not Liam Payne, Liam Neeson. And I began, I began to think, actually, do you think we, 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 we should ask Arge? He'd probably go, I don't know. Because I don't think he would know, actually. Morning from Kerala. Do you own a Bentley? Seriously? No, Anish, of course not. It's just, it's just a running joke on the programme. Michael says, listening to you from Bangkok. Thailand, sweltering heat. There's no fun in sitting in sweltering heat. There really isn't. But uh, he said, what should I do? Read my book or listen to Steve Allen. I've gone with the latter. You get more more entertainment out of a radio programme. And also, Michael, if somebody's talking to you personally, then that, that makes all... The, oh, it's my tummy rumbling. The, um, that makes all the difference. I can't read a book on holiday or in the heat. It's too hot. So I don't mind listening to music. But uh, I certainly wouldn't be uh, certainly wouldn't be doing uh, books. I do that occasionally. I have actually 
gone out before and I bought a book to take on holiday to specifically read and I never get round to it. So in other words, it just takes up space. Paperbacks were better, but then somebody said paperbacks are really naff. And I went, why are, why are paperbacks naff? I thought they were, they were quite nice, actually. Um, uh, Ants are happy chappy, according to the Daily Star front page. Grammy fashion, down the pan. And uh, Gemma Collins, otherwise known as that thick 38-year-old. I mean, by God, I tell you. You know, you know when they are, what was that programme which had little children on it? It said, are you brighter than a 10-year-old or something like that? In her case, I should imagine a 2-year-old could be brighter than her. And uh, she says that Liam Neeson is the man she idolises. God, so similar to Arge, so similar to Arge. And Jesus makes the papers today. And uh, they said that he was a shoeless Greek philosopher who grew a beard and renounced women and booze. I mean, how they know this, I've got no idea. It's an Amazon documentary. The show claims the real son of God was not even Jewish and the whole thing was a big mix-up. You know, sometimes you read things, don't you, in the newspapers, and you think, I think I'll actually sort of give up now. I think I'll give up now. It's all gone mad. Colleen Rooney showing you what her very expensive ring looks like. And still he uh, still he went off with, uh, with somebody else for ten and a half hours. He's making you look like a right chump, dear. You know, she appears to be making a statement. Yeah, the statement is, I'm going to stay with it. I, I forgive him. Why? I've got no idea. But it's your life, isn't it, dear? You know, you've made your bed. Uh, Jill says, I'm multitasking. I'm reading my book as well as listening to you, says Jill. And Bob says, love sausage. What part of the word don't you understand? Love? I think sausage describes you, eh, Bob, doesn't it, really? <laughs> You're a little sausage. You're fairly ancient, I realise that, but uh, that's it. So I think the love sausage, I've made that up. Don't explain. We had somebody the other day from wherever it was, didn't understand the aphrodisiac, and I had to point out to this poor old soul that, in fact, it's a line from a movie. Anish says, who are the LBC presenters who own the most expensive cars? Me. Uh, I don't think anybody else has got what I've got. I don't think so. I don't think so. I could be wrong on that one. I think uh, James O'Brien's got a Cinquecento. I think Matt Stadlin's got a bicycle. And uh, Darren, he's got a Primera. A Primera? No, I don't know anybody who's got a Primera. And uh, Nick, what's Nick's got? I think he's got a Mercedes, hasn't he? I think he has a Mercedes. Not as good as mine. It's, uh, and I'm trying to think. Nick, Nick Abbott doesn't drive, I don't think. Does he dr- He's got. He, he would have an old car. Nick, Nick Abbott would definitely have an old car. And um, who else? Who else would have a car? I don't, I'm trying to think, actually. Of, um, no, I don't think anybody has a car like mine. <laughs> I don't know why. It's, I mean, the trouble is, we, we aren't the sort of place that does the one-upmanship on cars. If you were at school... Or you'd left school and you were sort of and you had a job, then you would you would do the one upmanship. We're way past that. We're way past it. Talk about car keys, says Ben, who's a plaster from Rickmansworth. I mean, I'm hoping you mean a plaster as opposed to something you put over a wound. I'm only guessing though. He says, I've heard it reminds me of a customer I was doing a job for in St Margaret's, just over the footbridge from the train station. He had his brand new Land Rover Discovery Sport stolen from outside his house. However, please found it in a train I think you mean police found it on a trading estate in Feltham and returned it the next day. On the next morning, he awoke to find it had been stolen again. They obviously came back. He never saw it again, so the same car stolen twice. Good Lord. Very clever doing plastering. I was very filled with admiration for anybody who can do plastering. I've looked at it. I thought, I can never do plastering. I've seen it being done. And it's very clever. Uh, Dorman Don, Kingston bound, listening to you at Leicester Square and listening from Medellin. Is it Medellin in Colombia? 
Med- Medellin. Oh, it's Pablo Escobar. Oh, it's Drug City, isn't it? Drug City was. Originally from London, uh, this one says, I can honestly say it's safer to walk around the streets of Bogota or Medellin compared to most boroughs of London. Oh, you're not Our borough's very good. Our borough's very good indeed. So it's nice that you're in Medellin. Makes it sound a bit exotic, doesn't it, really? The Cozy Nostra. Uh, Steve, I'm listening on your car radio. Ha, ha, ha. You can't be. It's not in the car. God, blimey, honestly. These people, I tell you. Ron says, went up to Dunstable for a free tour of an Amazon fulfilment centre. What in God's name is an Amazon fulfilment centre? It's a warehouse. Oh, right, it's a warehouse. He said it was the most fascinating hour. We spent the... Uh, the automation from the time the order arrives to dispatch, virtually untouched by a human hand. Uh, and it can be booked online for free. You must get a lifer on. You must try and get out a little bit more. Try, try a seaside resort or something like that. Your idea of fun is going to the distribution centre where they pack your things and it's all automatic and it's little cars whizzing about all over the place. You know, it's, that, that's, it's, it's not something for a grown man, is it? It's for school children where they go, listen, this is how fast we can process an order. It comes in, goes to the rec department, and it prints off a label. They then get the thing. Sorry? Yeah, yeah, everybody's out of work at the end of it. But, I mean, that's, that's, sort of, that's the sort of thing a Scottish boy would do. And then he'd brag about it afterwards. Yeah, I went to the uh, automation centre. You would, wouldn't you? You'd say, oh, I've been to the automation. You'd probably like to do that, wouldn't you, as a, as a trip? You would. See ya? He just said it sounds like a fun day out. That's what I'm dealing with. Seriously, I mean, as I say, and you wonder why his parents have left him. I mean, it's just never going to work, is it? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. 11 minutes to six. Nice to have your company. Apparently Morrisons are doing a heart-shaped steak, says Bethany. Are you going to buy that too? No, I've got a pair of scissors, Bethany. I can actually cut a steak. It's 20 quid for two. Way out your price bracket, I should imagine. See, plastering's easy, says Stu. I get plastered every weekend. Oh, well, you're in keeping with a few other people. And Mark says, morning, Steve. I had my car nicked. When I took the family swimming. Right. Do you know they did a thing on the television the other day? Looking at that amphibious craft that we have in London. It's called the Duck Tour. And they've got a few of these things. And they go in next to the MI6 building. You know, this is where all our... Has it finished? No. Yeah, they had one that sank, didn't they? But, you know, I quite like the idea. But they always used to wait till it was filled up. So if you were there first thing, you had to wait till they filled up. They weren't going to take it anyway. Yeah, a lot of... Yes... I don't mind doing that, actually. I don't, I don't mind going on a... You think the duck's finished? Oh. It used to, it definitely used to go in by MI6. And people used to say, oh, this is our secret agent building. So secret. They used it in films, actually, which is good. Uh, Steve says, Carl, going to the Amazon warehouse sounds more exciting than a museum in the Lake District. It's a pencil museum. A museum for pencils. Imagine. <laughs> well, I don't know. They have in, in Amsterdam a sex museum. I mean, what does that contain? I mean, the whole of Amsterdam's a sex museum. Why would you need a museum about sex? Very odd. I must be too old for this kind of thing. Josie says, uh, I've just found my key fob. It's been missing for three days. I was pulling my hair out. Uh, Even was checking in the fridge. No idea how much these electronic things are to replace. I don't think you can just go to Timpson's. I think not. Little Dave says, I'm not bad with plastering. I'm an expert with broken arms and legs. And Anish says, if you write a book, do you think it will be a bestseller? I wouldn't, uh, I'm not really, I don't have any interest in that kind of thing. I, well, I don't think I have, actually. If somebody sort of commissioned me to do something, I'd have to think about it quite, quite carefully. Chris says, I'm waking, I think you mentioned four museums in South Ken. The three that we know are the Natural History, the Science, V&A. I'm sorry, have you not seen the Geology Museum, which is in between the Science Museum and the Natural History Museum? 
I'm always right. Never ever question it. I don't make mistakes on things like that. And they said, the only one I can think of is the Museum of Instruments. No, no, but no, it's the Geology Museum. See, now you've gone. Oh, honestly, I was wrong. Letter of apology, please, with a, an addendum from your mum and dad. Uh, and Pete and Diane back from uh, the annual jaunt home to Aberdeen. They went to Aberdeen. I just bought your parents' house. Uh, no snow left there, but a little in Braemar, where we had food and drinks at the newly refurbished Fife Arms Hotel. You can stay overnight for 200, but 200 to 800 pounds. It's got to be a nice hotel, though, hasn't it? We don't think so. I mean, 200. I, don't, I, I read, I mean, the London hotel prices are ridiculous. But, two, but, I mean, 200 at the Fife Arms Hotel. Do we have a picture of the Fife Arms Hotel? Show me what 200 pounds is going to get me. Although, actually, if, if I'm going to pick one. There was a thing the other day. They, sh- they showed you a hotel. It was in Country Life. And, um, and it was lovely. And you can book the Royal Suite. 4,700 a night. Oh, that's the, the Fife Arms Hotel in Britain. It looks quite nice, doesn't it? That's a bit, a bit of old Scotland. Look, and you can park right in front, which is lovely. What do their bedrooms look like? I think we need to see a, I don't want a sort of, you know, first-class hotel. Looks lovely. Well, they, well they're so, oh, that's a bit posh, isn't it? I'm not surprised that's £200. They do a Highland Escape. Woohoo! Look at, oh, hate the chandelier. Sorry, didn't like the chandelier at all, but I like the hotel. I like the bedrooms. Oh, that's, I bet that's very romantic at Christmas. I bet that's really lovely, actually. And you can stay with us. Uh, they've got the Royal Suites. Oh, I love it. It's, it's like a four-poster, but not. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? I'm not sure that bed's big enough for me. But, uh, so, nature and poetry rooms, or a croft room. I think that's where you sleep outside, or something like that. It's lovely, isn't it? And then the artist studio. It's a one-off accommodation. That's quite pleasant, isn't it? That's quite, isn't that cute? We like that. I think that's lovely. I, I could do painting. All over the bloody walls. <laughs> the field table. I like the hotel. It's very nice, isn't it? It doesn't tell you how much it is, though, does it? Can you find me a, a nice one? How much is that? I want to stay in... Show me the that one. I want to stay in a Victoriana suite, because I'm big into Victoriana. And it's, uh, it's lovely. You can explore the room. Oh, look, you get the Highlanders and everything coming up there. That's lovely. But how much? That's the problem. We, we, we can't find the price. Arrival... 12th of uh, June, depart 14th. OK, uh, no, we're going to end it. They're going to ask us. Oh, here you go. Here we go. So wait a minute. So that Royal Suite is from £713. The best flexible rate is, my, for, for my Victoriana one, is £496.34 per night. I think that's quite a lot of money, don't you? So in other words, if I was staying for four nights... I've said goodbye to the best part of £2,000. Actually, when you think... I mean, I don't know. People save up for these sort of things. But it is a, it's a pretty room. In fact, they, they... I mean, somebody's beautifully photographed them, I have to tell you. But even, even the artist studio, 252 quid a night. 324 for Scottish culture. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, the Royal Suite... What? The Royal Suite is £713.25. See, that's big, isn't it? I mean, that's big. I love a well-made bed. But the Victoriana suite looks my favourite. I think it's not, I like rich damasks and uh, things like that. And that's really nice. And also it's got a freestanding bathtub. Oh, I always fall out of those. Seriously, have you seen the freestanding bathtubs? I mean, I'm a nightmare. A nightmare. And knowing my, my track record for falling over things, <laughs> I would just, just be a disaster. It looks very pretty, though. 
Very pretty indeed. So there you go. You can stay overnight, says Peter and Diane, for between 200 and £800. But it's very pretty, isn't it? I wonder what the food's like. Do you think they've got heart-shaped steaks? Oh, I bet they have some really good... Oh, they might have... Um, what are they called? Stags and things like that. I'm sitting on a beach in Australia, says Ulrika. It's reasonably cool, 19 degrees, and very windy. Don't talk to us about wind. We had it the other day. The ocean's full of kite surfers. The colourful kite looks like butterflies against the background of a choppy sea. Very beautiful. I couldn't do that. I'd be falling off left, right and centre. I'm just I'm to- totally useless on stuff like that. I have no ability to stand up on a surfboard. I could probably canoe if I kind of, you know, put my mind to it. James says, what do you think of Will Smith as the genie? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a thought on it, actually. Well, the only thought I had was why are they making Aladdin again? What, 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 uh, are you talking about what, what colour he is? Is that, is that what you're getting at? Because I couldn't, I couldn't care less. We have, uh, we have Aladdin playing here in London. And they have a black genie. In fact, he's really good. He's really good. But uh, it wouldn't make any difference to him. I'm surprised he's done it, actually. But Robbie Williams wanted to be the voice, didn't he? And so that's why he made the film. Uh, I saw Katie Price in a nail parlour in Blue Water yesterday. She looked like she had the right hump, says Will. Well, she always looks like that. She's just got one of those faces. And, uh, and Bosco says, my new Q7 stolen. Keys with me. Please give up the search 24 hours. All on CCTV. My Viva insurance went from 1500 to 9700 You must be very young and a child, I should imagine. I've never heard of 9700 What, because your car was nicked? No. And seventeen hundred. What do you do for a living? My God! I mean, I'm a, I'm a radio presenter, and even I don't pay seventeen hundred for my car. Yep, the ducks are off. They need the access for the development of the new super sewer. Wow! And uh, Dennis in Banbury says, "If you want to know anything about London, ask an Irishman." <laughs> you're not wrong, actually. You're not wrong. And uh, Chris says, "I honestly wasn't trying to be critical. This is not sounding like an apology. I told you, an apology. The museum is there. The geology museum. It's the quick way to get into the natural history museum." And he said, "The geology is now part of the natural. No, separate entrance. Completely separate entrance. Okay. Just send the letter of apology." Otherwise, I have solicitors. They're very good. £133 million tonight. If I win, I'm going to treat my friend Paul, who listens to you on his way to work now. Treat him with what? He's not got that again, has he? Oh, it's a shame. Yeah, you could have a drink, couldn't you? I said, if I win 133 it's £133 million. I bought the tickets. Gavin says you're obsessed with sausages. No, just the Marks and Spencer sausages. Obviously not following the programme, are you? Gavin's slightly peculiar. Uh, I remember the Haynes Manual. It was very commonly owned by boys who had their first cars. It was like an idiot's guide to fixing your own car, says Holly. Oh, well, it's certainly... You still buy them, do you? What is it? It's like a manual for your car. Oh, why would you want to do that? Oh, right. Shows you how to do certain things. Well, exactly. What's the point of that? I wouldn't have anything like that. Anything that told me... You know, all I, all I want to know is... I mean, it took me about four weeks to open the bonnet... On this thing, somebody had to show me where it was. And then on one of them, you have to push down the front if you want to lift the the uh, the bonnet at the front. And then the boot I managed, but it was the bonnet at the front. I had no idea how it worked. Oh, right. His is on the other side because it's German. Don't mention the war. Sorry. Um, and so that's how it worked. But my one, I had to ask them in the, in the car wash place as, as how to open it. They knew, of course, immediately. Steve, if you hide, says Anissa, a cheap mobile phone like an old model of a Nokia, anywhere in your phone in silent mode. If it gets nicked by somebody, please can track it using the phone signal. I think you can, to be honest with you, all my phones are insured. I've never lost a phone yet. I know people, my, my godson, terrible. He breaks them. 
like they're going out of fashion. You know why? He puts them in his back pocket and then sits down. I've said to him, don't put them in your back pocket. Honestly, what can you do about it? You can't do anything at all. You just have to sort of smile and kind of get through. See, the news at six o'clock is uh, coming up very shortly. Uh, The prankster who wrapped the police at the turnout over a cup of theft. I hate pranksters. I hate that bloke. Who's the one who pretends to be wiki? He does a Lee Nelson bloke. Oh, God, how irritating. Simon Brodkin. Small wonder he changed it to Lee Nelson. Anyway, uh, the net is a sewer, warns Sarah Ferguson. She's a bit slow and backwards at coming forward on this one. Uh, the comedian Lenny Henry has joked that black people are now hiding from Liam Neeson, which is strange enough because uh, fancying him absolutely gutless is Gemma Collins. And uh, happy birthday, Annette Crosby, 85 today. Happy birthday. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nothing says I love you more than a heart-shaped sausage. And that's what Marks and Spencers are offering for Valentine's Day. I think everybody else has just given up because it's all flowers. Flowers, flowers, flowers. And the prices vary. I think you can get 100 flowers, 100 roses in one of the supermarkets, 25 quid. I mean, but of course, you know, now that people know about it, they're going to go, oh, that cheap are you, 20, 25 quid. Peter in Croydon says I stay, stayed in a very minimalistic hotel, 30 quid a night plus breakfast, door extra. Actually, that reminds me, the, uh, when they did the updating of the Richmond Theatre, they had uh, all, the, all the dressing rooms done, and uh, the, the one thing they were missing was doors. And they had to sort of uh, do that, because I remember talking to somebody who was very weird. Listening to you from Tripoli in Libya, Mr Abu Zaid, I hope that's how you pronounce it, and um, uh, Little Dave says, I don't believe you hog the middle lane. There's no hogging of the middle lane. I'm doing 70 miles an hour. 70 miles an hour. Most probably you hog all three. Probably. No, I I don't move out of the middle one. I stay there because there's nowhere to go on the inside. They're all pootling along at 20 miles an hour. Linda says if you win the lottery tonight, oh, dear Lord, you can treat your listeners to a trip to Bromley to see Peter Andre in Greece. What is that? They're just going to sit him in a tub and pour grease over him, are they? Don't tell me Grease the musical. It's a grease laning. Oh, Grease. He's playing Teen Angel. Oh, God, not even the lead. Oh, my God, that's a bit of an embarrassment, is it? We've got pictures of... Who else is in the show? What other well-known celebrities are in the same show as Peter Andre? He's playing Teen Angel. What what is is Teen uh, Angel? Oh, he's doing the Churchill Theatre. That's a nice theatre, isn't it? I quite like that. Oh, Psychic Sally's back again. Oh, he's here, darling. He's here with me. And uh, An Evening with Brian Blessed. That'll be good. They've got some good stuff here, haven't they? Uh, Also, The Pink Floyd Experience. Very good. Rumours of Fleetwood Mac. Hormonal Housewives, so Grease the Musical. Here we go. This is for um, October. Good heavens above and look. Here's Peter Andre. I mean, he must be the oldest teen angel in the business. And so, very special guest star, Peter Andre. In other words, there's nobody in it. Nobody in it at all, apart from Peter Andre. So they say, reignite your passion. What, Peter Andre? What does a teen angel sing? Does a teen angel sing... Any any songs that we've heard of? I love the way they sort of put it for... So They've obviously contacted his agent and said, listen, uh, does Pete want to do Grease? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And uh, so they've sort of dressed him up. And uh, so it's going to open in Leeds. Oh, it's the same one. And so Pete's done it, trying to look mean and moody. <laughs> Slightly camp, but there you go. They've given him a set of wings. He's the teen angel. But we don't know what, what songs he sings. We're not sure about that. Uh, oh, wait a minute. He's appearing at certain performances. In other words, Pete's quite ancient now and can't do uh, anything. And uh, so Leeds, Southend, Sunderland, Birmingham, Leicester, Dublin, Oxford and Bromley. 
And, uh, oh, that's right. The Grease movie starred Frankie Avalon as Teen Angel, the dreamy guardian angel who helps Frenchie during the crisis singing Beauty School Dropout. And that's it. Peter Andres, that's it. The one song. Hardly worth bothering, is it, dear? But anyway. Grease celebrates 40th anniversary this year. 40th? Honestly, we've had all the anniversaries. We had Winnie the Pooh. Do you remember we had Winnie the Pooh? which we love. We're big fans of Winnie the Pooh. Uh, Steve, one of my favourite museums is the House of Marbles in uh, Bovey Tracy in Devon. It has an on-site factory which makes puzzles and all sorts of marbles. How lovely. <laughs> Actually, when you think, I often wondered how they made marbles. I'm not, please, please don't write in and tell me because I'm not remotely bothered now, but I'm, I remember looking at them and thinking, how do they get that bit in the middle? Some of them were so pretty, it looked like, do you know those little... Sweets used to get a little biscuit base, a little tiny thing with a swirl of fondant, which was rock hard, and you'd bite that off. What were they called? Please don't write in with your favourite biscuits or anything like that. But I, I can't remember. The, so it's a little tiny base, little tiny round base, and then like sort of a squirt of this fondant on the top, which is rock hard. It's not soft. And you used to get them in a, in a packet, little packets. And us kids used to bite off the fondant, and then you'd eat the biscuit separately. I can face in the wrong way. And uh, you know what they are, don't you? And they come in different colours. And, and there's a name... Uh, there's a name for them. It's a little round biscuit thing. Probably no more than the size of a, of a penny. And then a little squirt of fondant on the top, which is hard. And you can bite them off. I mean, if you, if you prefer, you could have eaten the whole thing. Please don't write in with your favourite biscuit. This is not BBC Local Radio. And I, I can't remember what it was, but I liked them. Because as kids, you used to get a little... Oh, I can see them. I can see them. And I'm trying to read the packet name. What does it say on the packet? Somebody will know. 84850 steve Angel or star? What are you on this morning? Angel or star? No, nothing like that. No, they're called... Oh, called what? No, they're not called magic gems. No, they're not. No. Ice gems. Ice gems. There you go. I knew that. Uh, ice gems. Magic gems. Honestly, I suppose in Scotland they'd have to be. Hey, we've got magic gems, <laughs> ice gems, fondant. No, a fondant fancy, soft. I know what fondant fancy is. I've had fondant fancies before. It's got the little bit at the at the top. I, I had oh, I was naughty yesterday. I had a donut. I had a donut from from Greg's in Twickenham, but it's one of those long ones with the cream down the middle and things. So you get it all over your face and everything else, and um, and it was it was it was lovely. Um, and, uh, yes, can you stop texting, please? Got the vicar from Radio Shropshire and everything writing in with, you know, I did a whole phone in on this, you know, two years ago. We're not giving away ice gems. I just couldn't remember what it was. Carolyn in Hull says, my friend paid for me to go and see Psychic Sally. I've never laughed so much. Tears rolling down my face and it's meant to be serious. I know. I know. Oh, wait a minute. He's here, darling. He's here. I can't believe she's still touring. Seriously. Mind you, hopefully not with her husband. Nasty little piece of work. I don't think anybody, says Martin, would ever bother trying to steal my car. It's so old, even the insurance company will only cover me for third-party fire and Viking attacks. Such an old line, but such a good one, Martin. And, uh, Steve, nothing wrong in crying over a film. I I do too. Oh, I cry all the time. I cried this morning. Oh, God, I'm so, so grateful. Yeah, the producer doesn't come up to a bit later. And, and I was watching Festival of Remembrance. Gets me every time. Gets me every time. I cannot fail to be moved by the armed forces. And it just blows my socks off. Uh, Steve, you must watch uh, Jane Eyre. Sort of, no, it's a girl's film. Girly film. 
It's not, it's not not a boys film, Jane Eyre. Doesn't interest me. Saw it on Saturday night, black and white, 1944 version. Orson Welles and Joan Fontaine. Weepy with a happy ending. One memorable weepy for me with Gladiator. Uh, I don't know if you were corrected, but polar bears live in the Arctic. It's penguins in Antarctica. My son had to travel. We haven't mentioned polar bears this morning. What about? I've done polar bears. That was yesterday. That's in Russia, we said. We didn't do that. My son had to travel to uh, Svalbard in Norway for the first time a couple of years ago for a conference. And he mentioned he was to have two lockers, one for his personal possessions and the other for a... And then it's disappeared. Uh, At the start, says Holly, of Die Another Day, they were racing round the frozen Glacier Bay, which had been frozen... Frozen... Let him speak now. Frozen... For goodness sake, speak properly. Frozen specifically for the scene by blocking off the seawater, allowing it to freeze. We drove into Glacier Bay in an amphibious open-top vehicle to look at the beautiful blue icebergs. Despite wearing our life vests, another boat followed us round. In case you fell in, you would freeze and die within 20 seconds. Yes, that's... uh, that's, Yes, it's not good, is it? Uh, Great news, says Philip, that Cracker Jack is coming back. Maybe LBC could bring Jellybone back with Clive Bull and the Pete Murray and Steve Jones Saturday Night Rock and Roll Show. I don't remember that one. I remember Pete Murray, obviously, because Pete is, bless his heart, still very much with us, and lovely Steve Jones as well. In fact, the last time I saw Steve Jones, he was walking through Richmond. That was a, a long time ago, a few few years back. And Sid Burke, late of LBC, and Rice and Peas. He was a lovely man, he really was. Yesterday, Steve, I had to go up in a lift. As I got in at the ground floor, a very buxom female with a low-cut top showing massive cleavage ran towards it as the door were closing. She just made it. Being, being a red-blooded male, my gaze was drawn towards the obvious. She said to me, could you, could you press one? I don't remember anything, but I woke up in the ambulance. You know, honestly, I don't know what sort of audience I'm attracting recently. We're getting a lower class of person. I'm going to need to check your bank accounts. Donnie says, why is it with fondant fancies you get more chocolate ones in the box in comparison to the lemon and strawberry ones? In fact, I did write to Mr Kipling when I was about 10 years old. I'm still waiting. Well, you must have got the wrong address because Mr Kipling replies. A friend of mine used to write to all the different companies, Cadbury's, KFC. He wrote to KFC pretending to be a scout mistress. And he was looking for the recipe so they could recreate it. But uh, he didn't get it. But they sent him back, um, they sent him back um, a, a voucher to get some free KFC. And they, they took somebody behind the scenes at KFC the other day, showing them how they sort of um, cook things. It's just deep fried. That's all it is. Uh, what have we got? We've got 13 minutes past six. Danielle Lloyd... Very racist, especially to Shil Pachetti. We haven't forgotten that one. Said she'd love to strip for Playboy again. But not until she hits 50. First time she appeared, cost her the Miss Great Britain title. She's not learnt anything. She says, it was a scary experience. They asked me again when I'm 50 and I felt good about myself. Why not? Um, But uh, I wondered what would my dad think? I think we've got a rough idea, actually. But uh, she's got, uh, she's won four celebrity versions. Total Wipeout, Weakest Link and Come Dine With Me. She said, I'm so competitive and she'd like to be considered for Strictly Come Dancing. Nothing worse than the stench of desperation, dear. Really. What would you and Arge? Thank you, no. Thank you, no. Very much indeed. Here they are. This is, uh, this is the Polar Bears. And um, they're all up there. About 20, it's the same picture, the Daily Star today, that we did, what, two days ago. But uh, they uh, they want to move them. They've got a dog here standing its ground, but you don't want to argue with a polar bear. It's as simple as that. Sarah Ferguson in all the papers today. I've got no idea why, apart from she's branded social media a sewer line. As she backed a campaign encouraging people to be kinder online. 
God, honestly, you just wish she'd disappear, don't you, really? She said it's time to confront head-on the fact that much of social media has become a sewer. Well, it depends which, which channels you're hooking into, dear. Most of it's very informative and educational. But uh, I don't think you could call it a sewer. Although the good news is, you know, we haven't heard from her for a while. And the, and the two dreary daughters we hadn't heard of. One got married a short while ago and the other one's disappeared. I wonder if they're hard at work working. <laughs> I like to think not. Uh, talking about flowers, Marks and Spencers are not discounting flowers anymore. Apparently, if they're not sold, they get thrown away, says Debbie. Uh, not last year, they didn't. I was buying uh, flowers there. They, would, they wouldn't throw something away. Food they throw away. Food they throw away because there's a couple of families who come round and rescue sandwiches from the bin. But uh, no flowers. They, uh, they, they don't discount them. They just sell them the following day. The biscuits are little gems, not ice gems. No, they're iced gems. They're ice gems. They're not little gems. A little gem is something different. Little gem is something you meet on Friday night, I think, in Hyde Park. <laughs> it's not really. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. 6.20 is the time. The biscuits are called iced gems, says Gemma. Yes, because little gem is a lettuce. A little gem is a lettuce. No, iced gems. Now resembles the hairstyle the kids walk around with. I don't think there is a, a popular hairstyle at the moment. I don't think so. Shaved around the sides with a blob of hair on the top. Says Jamie in Kent. It was always every time we used to watch Joey Essex when he was when he was fashionable. He used to have these stupid haircuts, really stupid. Do you remember the? For, I've told you before. We don't do special sweets. The flying saucer ones are rice paper, incidentally. Yeah, you can still buy them in Costco. A big jar of them. In fact, you can buy them anywhere. Uh, Anne from Glasgow says, have a heart-shaped egg with your heart-shaped sausage by cracking an egg into the heart-shaped cake cutter. Well, actually, no. You just need to put it in the middle of the sausage. And it will form the same uh, the same shape. Don't ask me. <laughs> Tanker driver Phil says, have you or your listeners had to walk 500 miles? Were you or your listeners advised to walk 500 more? You could be due compensation. What's that? What, the bottom one? Oh, is there a punchline? You could be due compensation. Call the proclaimers. Oh, for goodness sake, honestly. Bad news. And uh, do you know they're still singing that song? They still sing it. Oh, I'm not allowed to sing. Uh, did you see the chase yesterday? Says Jan in Lincolnshire. There was a question about which donut company sells apple and cinnamon donuts. Krispy Kreme. <laughs> I bet you know the answer. I do. Oh, here we go. Just to let you know, sitting in any lane other than the inside lane is it? Oh, go away. Go away, please. We've done that. I'm doing 70 miles an hour. I'm not going to go in and sit behind somebody doing 50 miles an hour. I'm going to stay where I am doing 70. Martin in Bermondsey says you should watch Goodnight Mr Tom. I cry every time. I never got into Goodnight Mr Tom. I saw it. I thought he looked great, but it, it never, never kind of uh, did it, really. Uh, Mike in Kings Langley. Very rude. There's a new career opportunity for Gemma Collins just outside Watford. They're looking for a new roundabout on the A41. Goodness sake, honestly. I, do, I mean, the trouble is she is a joke figure. And that's it. It's embarrassing. But the good news is she's going to disappear for six months. Her, her, her doctor said that with her, her knees, which have given up, um, she has to take six months off. Best news I've ever heard. There is a God. Uh, Grace says, I haven't had a donut for months and how sad that is. I have a big cheesecake in the freezer. Now you've tempted me to take it out and enjoy it. Wasn't as tasty as the drizzle cake. No, the drizzle cake was uh, was the best. And uh, Roger in Oslo has only just discovered the Irish comedian Dave Allen, who's brilliantly funny. So now I've got two Allens I enjoy listening to. Yes, he used to finish up. What was his What was his closing line? What was the closing line of Dave Allen? Say, good night, 
and may your God go with you. He always used to, you know, he had a little finger. He had a, a finger, half a finger missing. We should sit there with a drink. He was very good. I met him once. He, he, he went to dinner at a friend of mine's place. And, uh, and I remember thinking, God, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not so enamoured with celebrities. Or I wasn't years and years. I'm probably worse now, actually, than I ever used to be. And, uh, and we were all sitting at the same dinner table. I remember thinking, God, it's, it's Dave Allen. <laughs> Dave Allen, I've seen him on the television. He's very, very popular. Uh, what else we got? Um, oh, we've got uh, this deaf girl. I need to find this story, actually, of this deaf girl who's been turned down for a thousand jobs. I mean, to be honest with you, that seems like a record number of jobs that somebody's been turned down for. She says it's because she's deaf, uh, but they haven't asked anybody else. I don't know. Why would being deaf preclude you from, uh, from actually having a, a job? But this particular girl, she's, she's getting a bit fed up at the moment because it's gone on for such a long time. And when you get to... I mean, I had a friend of mine who's in radio. He's very successful in radio now. Very successful. And uh, he tried for every radio station under the sun and they all turned him down. I bet he, he probably feels at the moment like this poor girl who, um, who's been turned down for a thousand jobs. It seems an excessive amount of jobs to go for. But she just can't seem to make it, uh, make it work. Why would the fact she's deaf... Stop her having a job. I didn't. I wouldn't have thought that there was anything. I shall. I shall find the story and uh, bring it up to you in a minute. You can't find it. Is it? She's in. She's. I can't find which paper she was in. But she was in a lot of the papers. It's just that I couldn't. I couldn't find the story. I'm more intrigued by Michelle Obama and how you found it. And how here she is. Here is this young lady here. Her name is Kelly Wilson. She's being snubbed. She says by would-be employers because of her disability. Every job application. She's made since the summer of 2017 has resulted in a series of rejections. She's been deaf since the age of four, with the cause of her hearing loss never having been established. She's tried for pub, housekeeping and pot washing jobs. And she says, I've lost out due to my deafness. So she's now contemplating cochlear implants, knowing that they might not even work. She said, I'm being discriminated against and treated unfairly. I have to be honest. I mean, some of the jobs she says she's gone for, I think they're a bit beneath her. You know, housekeeping and stuff like that. So she lives with her parents in North Yorkshire. She's single. She said, I can lip read really well. I'm currently being assessed for a cochlear implant. Uh, I explain why I can't, uh, cannot, and offer email or Skype or text relay. Would-be employees say they're happy with her CV, then ask for a phone interview. Either I don't get any response or I'm told they don't have the facility to chat using my suggested methods. That's a bit of a shame. She says recruiters don't understand her disability. We don't. People don't understand people's disability. They really don't. And she said, I can do the jobs I apply for. I'm asking employers to give me a chance and treat me like other people. I bet you anything, after this article today, she'll be inundated with jobs. People want her. She's, you know, she seems like a really nice person. And she says, people with disabilities are more than capable of being extraordinary. If only somebody would give us the opportunity. She says, you know, give me the chance to shine. She's single got no ties but the problem she says is a lack of awareness i bet you anything she gets a job after this and but tomorrow with a bit of luck uh, she's got 10 years experience in the courts prison and probation service she's been denied job offers from tesco sainsbury's next pets at home premier inn days in toby carvery iceland aldi little argos she spent five hours a day on applications her longest stretch of employment was between 2004 and 2009 when she worked as an assistant at Her Majesty's Prison Wakefield in West Yorkshire. I mean, it's a real shame. I think she'll get something. Yeah. 
I shall put my my life on the line and say definitely. As, as somebody said here from uh, from Scope, James Taylor, head of policy and public affairs, he said it's extremely disheartening to hear yet another story highlighting how widespread misguided attitudes towards disabled workers really is. Uh, Dan in Essex says, you say Gemma Collins is a figure. Would that be a figure of eight? So cruel, so cruel, so cruel. Uh, and uh, Steve, my older brother, Alistair, a military man, introduced me to your show some years ago and I've been a fan ever since. Sadly, on Saturday, I fell off a wall. You're not Humpty Dumpty, are you, by any chance? But, uh, but uh, frankly, the nurses have been amazing. Uh, this is at Watford General. But uh, the way some people talk to medical staff, oh, the way some people talk to, to people. Anne says, hope the sausage stays in the pan. <laughs> Well, I'm hoping it stays in the pan as well. I hope so. 40 years ago, says uh, John, uh, a friend of mine took out a bank loan and bought a beautiful Ford Cortina 1600E. The same night he bought it, he had it stolen. He'd left the glove, uh, the logbook in the glove box and hadn't got round to insure it. Spent the next three years paying for a car he never had. Oh, I know. Ooh, I can imagine that feeling. Tanker driver Phil says, I remember when plastic surgery was a taboo subject. Mentioned Botox today. Nobody raises an eyebrow. Thank you. They get worse, don't they? Pontefract cakes, says Bev. Yes, that, that's, uh, that's licorice. Licorice. And, and, and tiny mush. I'm told you I'm not doing sweets. I love little gem lettuce placed in stock in a covered dish and cooked in the oven. Ooh. I'm not a lettuce person, actually. I've seen little gems, obviously, because Paul's got the, uh, the shop, but I'm, I'm not in, I've never bought one. Never bought a lettuce in my life. What would I do with it? Dave Allen, he's the comedian with half a finger. No, I'm the comedian with nine and a half fingers, says Andy in Perfleet. Protesters heading for the BBC to keep up the over 75s TV fee. And, um, and, uh, and, uh, Crackerjack is back. Uh, because they all started on there, the, uh, the Crankies. Uh, Jan Michel, Stu Francis, uh, Michael Aspel. Ed Stewpot. It was great. It was a good thing. They're bringing it back, but they're going to change it, which means it's not really going to be Cracker Jack. At all. Have they got any ideas of what to, to offer children nowadays? And what age is that supposed to appeal to? I've really got no idea. But, uh, uh, a pun in a million. We like. I'll give you one just before we go into the news. This is from Joseph Murphy, who's a filmmaker based in London. He says, I tried doing comedy to Peter Pan and the Lost Boys, but my jokes never land. OK, get that one? <laughs> And uh, Richard Wolford, an event manager living in London, he says, I bought my girlfriend some slinky underwear. Now she keeps falling down the stairs. You have to, you have to remember what things are. Steve Thompson is Steve the juggler from Stirling, uh, Scotland, now in Northamptonshire. He moved. He says, can anybody remind me how to use WD-40? I'm a bit rusty. Managed to swallow the entire DVD box set of James Bond. Then I got the living daylights kicked out of me. These are these are puns. You can make of them what you will. Gemma Collins says David says her body is a temple. Unfortunately, it's the temple of doom. Yes, or as I prefer to call it, watching on loose women, two failures on the same panel. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Twenty-five to seven. Nick Ferrari's with you for breakfast at seven this morning on LBC. And this morning, the Labour Party has revealed the scale of its anti-Semitism problem with the past few months. Nick will find out what else it needs to do to tackle the issue. Needs to get the leader, I suppose, to say something about it. He doesn't seem to have said anything at all. Also bring you up to speed on Britain's slowing economy and how our horse racing scene will return this week after the equine flu crisis. Plus, after new states showed just how bad traffic jams have got, 
and how much time they're costing us, Nick will ask how we can stop Britain's roads grinding to a halt. Want to be like me, 70 miles an hour. That's all with Nick Ferrari at breakfast this morning from 7 here on LBC. Um, what else do we have in the paper? Oh, they've got a picture of... Um, this is Russell Crowe. In the papers today, Daily Mirror, page 9, unrecognisable. Unrecognisable. Uh, he's uh, playing the disgraced late Fox News boss, Roger Ailes, in an upcoming TV series, The Loudest Voice in the Room. Of course, you've got that other Fox News reader at the moment who's talking about the fact he's never washed his hands, which, of course, is a blatant lie. Because if he's had a bath or a shower, and I'm assuming he must have done, he's used his hands to wash himself. So that's washing your hands. Philip says, Cracker Jack, bring back Mike Reed's children's quiz runabout. And get Nick Ferrari to host it. I don't think he. I don't think he'd take the salary drop. To be honest with you, and Gary says, was there a model uh, of cheap, very small two-door cars around in the early eighties that made a chuggy sound like a petrol lawnmower? A previous neighbour has one. I don't think there was anything wrong with it. A model of a cheap, very small two. Well, there, there was a Messerschmitt or a Bond bug, uh, where the whole front of the car lifted up. They were little three-wheelers. They were very popular. Actually, you don't see them so often now. Why? I mean, I don't think there's anything the matter with it. I just thought it was sort of a little bit embarrassing if you only had one. Well, mind you, my father had one, so, but that was many, many years ago. Um, more than £13,000 has been raised in three days to help Man United legend Mickey Thomas as he battles stomach cancer. Do you know, the, these, these footballers never made any money at all. When you look, I was reading in the paper today that there's some, uh, some footballer, they've just signed it for £400,000 a week. And they're raising here £13,000 to help somebody have uh, chemo and radiotherapy. He said, I aim to beat this in no in 90 minutes with no extra time and penalties. Uh, Debbie Savage, who set up the fundraising page, says he shouldn't be worrying about money during this tough time. Not when you hear of people earning that much money. Somebody said the other day, there's all these people who, who give money. I mean, could, could the Beckhams not spare 50000 or something? Do they, do they not give to charity? I mean, the 400 grand a week player must have the best agent in the world. His name, by the way, is Aaron Ramsey. Very average. £400,000 a week. And this man, they're having to raise 13... It makes me sick. It really does, honestly. You know, and there's all these people who've been good. We had a man who gave £100 million. Was it to Cambridge University? £100 million. And then somebody says, I wonder how much the Beckhams give to charity. And which charities do they support? We haven't ever heard that, have we? They support UNICEF. Isn't he an ambassador or something? Well, that's why they've got to support it. But, uh, you know, how much money do they give? Elton John used to have his balls every year and his white tie. But, well, I don't think we've had one for ages. And he used to give half his John Lewis money to it. Is that to his own charity? Yeah. Then he kept the other bit. <laughs> where does charity begin? Come on. At home. That's where it begins. Well, failing that, Twickenham High Street. We've got more charity shops. You can stay... We've got more of those than anything else. You know, and, and the prices are reflected. Uh, smart bed tips selfish sleepers back to their side for uninterrupted nights. This is a smart bed. It rolls you around. Well, I don't think I'd like that idea. I did give you some very sleepless nights, I think. It's got pressure centres. It's the, the lane centering bed. It's a bid to help sleep-deprived partners push to the edge of the bed at night. Oh, it's nothing worse. You're trying to drag the blooming duvet cover back off somebody. But, uh, sleep expert Neil Stanley says humans are most vulnerable in sleeping. So we're programmed to wake when something or someone touches us unexpectedly. <laughs> Chance of me a fine thing. Anyway, um, always something interesting on LBC. Always something good. And here it is for today. I'm going to give you the chance 
with the help of LBC, to win one of travel's most iconic experiences. You know what it is. The seven-night transatlantic cruise with Cunard for two people on board Queen Mary 2. You sail from Southampton uh, to New York, or vice versa, in a deluxe balcony stateroom, which sounds fantastic. I mean, in all the world of travel, there are a few journeys rarer or more iconic. If you've not seen what this ship looks like, this ocean-going liner, check it out, as they say. Check it out, because it really is fantastic. And uh, you'll be doing this transatlantic crossing to New York on Queen Mary Tube, which is, uh, which is their flagship. You can treat yourself to a unique and timeless voyage sailing aboard the world's only true ocean liner. And when you've seen it, you'll go, wow, it's enormous. And you can have seven unforgettable days of indulgence and discovery, unhurried, dignified and with a wonderful dash of glamour. This is your chance to uncover an experience as exciting as it first was in 1847, now with the finest refinements at sea. Surrender to the rhythms of freedom, service and celebration only offered on the transatlantic crossing by Cunard. This prize will include all meals, entertainment, and there is entertainment, and they've also got 15 restaurants on board, and flights either to or from New York, depending on which way you would prefer to sail across the ocean. I would advise you to go and have a, have a look at a picture of it online. Just go and type in Queen Mary 2 and have a look at it and see if you can get the comparison. There must be comparison pictures where they put it next to some Royal Caribbean ships, which are very nice, but they're not half as big as this thing. Uh, really amazing. For your chance to win this transatlantic cruise on the Queen Mary 2, text CRUISE, C-R-U-I-S-E, capital letters. I tell you that because if you make a mistake... You'll still be charged, OK? So don't make a mistake. We want to make sure you're in the draw. So it's CRUISE, C-R-U-I-S-E, capital letters, and send it to 84850. 84850. A voluntary donation of just £3 from every text goes straight to our charity Make Some Noise, helping to change young lives. You've got until 6pm on the 1st of March to enter. Standard network rate supply. You need to be 18 or over. And you're playing across all participating radio stations and regions. And all the rules and the details about those date restrictions are at lbc.co.uk. So, text CRUISE, C-R-U-I-S-E, and send it to 84850. 84850. And good luck. Because, uh, as I say every day, it'd be nice if somebody listening at this precise moment was the one who, who got pulled out of the hat. And, uh, and somebody phones you up and goes, uh, by the way, you've just got seven nights crossing the Atlantic on the Queen Mary 2. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, was Eamon Andrews the first presenter of Cracker Jack? Um, he might have been. I think he was, actually. Lovely, lovely Eamon Andrews. Uh, the funny-sounding little car you're asking about is the three-cylinder engines car, the latest Ford version one engine of the year recently, says Colin. Oh, right. Well, what, what car is it, though? Does it have a name? Does it sort of have a, Is it, you know... Is it the sort of car people look at and go, ha, ha, ha? Dallas says, I'd love to see the look on the faces of today's little darlings when they're presented with a crackerjack pencil just for being in the audience. Yes, they all had to shout. Every time somebody said crackerjack, the whole audience shouted, crackerjack! And that was for a pencil. And some board games. They'd, they'd get the kids standing there with their arms out. They'd put all the board games. And then they'd get to that stage where they couldn't hold them anymore. But if, if they finished at the end of it, they got to keep all the games. I mean, in those days, people were happy with games. Seriously, he went home with some really nice things. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Alan from Hawley. You mustn't be so bitter, honestly, Alan. 
That's very embarrassing, isn't it? I mean, obviously you're lonely. I can't help that. He says, um, uh, why don't you donate to the footballer Mickey Thomas? How do you know I haven't? How do you know I haven't? He says, you eat in expensive restaurants. Well, I suppose anything above a Kentucky Fried Chicken is probably fairly expensive for you. Wimpy okay? And being able to buy what you want? I know, I work for a living, Alan. <laughs> There's a surprise. As you say, charity begins at home. Probably not your home, I shouldn't think. But uh, no, how do you know I haven't donated? And uh, also, I do drive around. Of course I drive around. How do you think we get from A to B in this day? You know, bitterness and sadness and loneliness, Alan, it's obviously indicative of, of you. Uh, eight fret uh, Cirque. Oh, repeating yourself again. Why do you keep repeating the same thing you wrote in last week? Very tragic. I see you've only got 267 followers. All obviously in the same hospital, I should imagine. Uh, also, here we go. 100 red roses for Valentine's Day. This will go well in Hawley. Uh, 25 quid for 100. Although, strangely enough, you can, you can buy a berry crush bouquet for 10 quid or a deluxe rose and lily bouquet for 15. But 100 red... Who's got vases for 100 red roses? Nobody. 25 quid. As little say, say it with cheap flowers. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. I've not just worked out, actually. If you go to Aldi, who are doing 100 red roses for 25 quid, you can get 12... A dozen roses, two pounds. I mean, surely everybody can afford to give flowers. I mean, if they're, if they're selling them to you for two pounds, what are they paying for them? They must be peanuts. Unless they're working on a very, very uh, small profit margin. But two pounds for a dozen roses. They look different from the, the other roses. I'm assuming they must be, actually. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Pat says Gary Lineker gave £1,000 to the fund to search for the missing pilot where the top French footballer, uh, Kylian Mbappe, gave 27000 Yeah, but wait a minute. Gary Lineker, Pat, earns about uh, 1.7 plus. So probably about £2.5 million every year. Whereas Kylian Mbappe earns, what is it, £60,000 a day. £60,000 a day. He's not even given a day's money. Sixty thousand pounds a day, and the and the the um, the the Beckhams have given how much? Because normally they tell you everything they do. So remember, if they did give to these charities, then they would normally be releasing that as a press release. I would have thought. Uh, Steve, the Messerschmitt was a bubble car from the sixties with no reverse gear. Yes, exactly. You you pushed it round. I know we had one. We had one. I mean, you couldn't get anybody in it apart from a father, but you lifted up the whole thing, and uh, the whole front came out. A little three wheeler. It was lovely actually. Uh, Steve, I've got to up my game this year. Last year I bought my favourite table for the two of us. It ended in tears, because the wife's rubbish at snooker. Da, 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 da. I think we had that one the other day, actually. And Jack in Kennington says, I know you rarely discuss politics on your programme, but there is a general election coming up in Thailand on March the 24th. One prospective MP in the district of uh, Khon Kien is uh, 23-year-old gym instructor. Should get a few votes. He's very young, isn't he? Very young. I, look, I can't pronounce anything from Thailand. The names are so long at the end. But uh, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's a gym instructor. Mind you, he, he could do quite well. It depends. He, li- he likes topless photos. But mind you, if I had a body like that, I'd be showing people my topless photo. <laughs> it's worth thinking about, isn't it, I suppose, really? Uh, the, the lady for the jobs is in every single paper today. I'm confidently predicting that uh, she will have a job... On offer. I mean, she's qualified at NVQ Level 2 in business administration. I mean, somebody somewhere has got to think that she's a, she's a good deal, which I hope. 
And uh, do you remember the two comedians on Cracker Jack, of course? Don McLean, with all the teeth, and Peter Glaze. McLean went on to present Good Morning Sunday in the 1990s before being replaced by Alan Jones. <laughs> That's Chris. Well, there you go. Still waiting for the, uh, the apology letter, by the way, about the museum. Uh, my Canadian pen friend, Steve, is ecstatic at the moment. No, not with the impending first meeting, but because they're getting a roundabout. Apparently, it'll be one of three in the whole of Canada. Don't they have roundabouts? Actually, I'll tell you what I get annoyed about here. Traffic lights at two o'clock in the morning. What's the point of that? There's nobody out. And you sit there in, in Knightsbridge waiting. Can't we have the, the European system flashing orange? If it's safe, cross over. I don't want to sit at a traffic light with nothing going on. It's ridiculous. Daily Mirror this morning. Gemma Collins, desperate loser in everything. Uh, in everything, including her little shop as well. Uh, you brought in some spirit healer, in inverted commas, to stop the ice fall. She still crashed out and she still fell over twice. So, obviously another pile of old rubbish, isn't it? Uh, finally... The mirrors say a Tory tells the truth about universal credit and how it's forced thousands to use food banks, as Amber Rudd admits. Daily Star today, Ants a happy chappy. Um, of course, he goes out, he's looking like a, a sort of a, a reject from the, uh, from the Russian Crimea, really. Uh, also, the Jesus riddle, he's not the Messiah, he's a very naughty Greek boy, is what they're saying. They're saying he also did all sorts of things. He renounced women, he renounced drink. and everything. Where they get this from, I've got no idea. Uh, the Sun, they say Theresa May is preparing to resign as Prime Minister this summer. Well, that'll be uh, interesting. Also, uh, Wayne, Wayne Rooney, uh, he's been forgiven by, uh, by the wife, Colleen. She's decided to forgive him. That's what they say. And you think to yourself, how many more times? He goes off with his... He goes on a bender. He, went, he did a 10-hour bender. Perhaps he's just not very good with drink. Perhaps he needs, uh, needs sort of... Um, Needs help, I suppose. Uh, also, stealing 10 cars in moments using gadgets. Totally legal. The son of stolen 10 cars. Owner said, we're astounded. I suppose you'd have to be, wouldn't you, really? And uh, Steve, uh, my mate paid 10 grand for a fully restored Messerschmitt last year. Well, God, you can pick them up much cheaper than that. Much, much cheaper. Much, much cheaper. Uh, apparently, it does have a reverse gear. Mine used to turn the engine off and start in reverse. I don't, I don't remember there being a reverse gear in our one. I remember pushing it round. Pushing it round. I remember that distinctly. So it didn't. Mind you, I had a car which only had three gears. A Ford Popular. First, second, third and reverse. Dean says, I worked with a deaf housekeeper for a couple of years at a Premier Inn and she got on OK. I know I don't understand why. Is it, is it because people are saying, oh, if we can't have a conversation with you, we don't think that you're, uh, we don't think that you're right. Somebody will give her a job. Promise you. She'll have a job and she'll go thank you to everybody. Which is right. Twelve steps to becoming a national treasure. Front of the Daily Telegraph this morning. And this is Olivia Coleman. Uh, plus, Baroness Brady yesterday refused to resign as chairman of Sir Philip Green's holding company. Says she had a duty remain for the sake of the 20,000 employees, including her daughter, Sophia, who works for Topshop. Uh, then we come down to the real reason. Uh, plus, 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 plus. Duty of care must carry criminal sanctions. The NSPCC have written a blueprint for a new law to keep children safe on social media. Well, good luck, as they say. The High Court judge has expressed remorse. This is Mrs Justice Parker, who sits in the family division, dozed off briefly during a case in London. An investigation took place after lawyers involved lodged formal complaints. Uh, the Judicial Conduct Investigations Office said she had been given formal advice but avoided further punishment because she nodded off only momentarily. Well, there you go. But obviously, was she concentrating? Probably not. Uh, she's the second longest-serving judge in the family division, having been appointed in 2008. 
And Labour has received nearly 700 complaints of anti-Semitism in the past nine months, but has expelled how many party activists? Twelve. Somebody's having a laugh somewhere, aren't they? Nick will be talking about that after the news this morning on LBC. Uh, also, uh, chance of death to Theresa May rang out on the streets of Tehran the other day as hundreds of thousands of people celebrated the 40th anniversary of the Islamic Revolution. Slightly odd, but there you go. The contraceptive pill, Times this morning, can harm women's ability to read emotion. And the, uh, the Daily Mail, everything you thought about great sex is wrong. Unfortunately, I never thought about great sex, so it doesn't make any difference whether it's right or wrong. I'm sort of happy in my uh, <laughs> naivety. Uh, also, the nurse let down by the NHS that she loved, a dying nurse, Julie O'Connor, who worked the NHS for 13 years, was mistakenly told, God knows how many times, she didn't have cervical cancer. In this heartbreaking video, the 49-year-old's propped up in bed and is only able to whisper. She says, it's disgusting and I've been suffering the way I have and I continue to suffer. That's uh, dreadful, really. It cost her her life. Mother of two dies of cervical cancer. She's given the all clear six times. That's it this morning. Sad note to finish on. Before I go, let you know it's coming up on the free podcast. I'm a little bit extra. We'll hear a little bit of uh, the GC blurting out at the gawping loose women the other day. If you saw it, I'm sure you'll agree the way they panned it was a bit naff. We'll also find out just how much attention drink drivers seem to be getting in this country now. They're everywhere. Plus, I'll give you the fly-in-the-wall glimpse into the life at Shea Beckham. Featuring some of your favourite characters. Imagine if this was a real family. <laughs> oh, my, my. A little bit extra, available very shortly on the LBC app and on the Global Player app as well. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning for more Steve Allen's Early Breakfast on LBC. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Sunday from 5am.